Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Fanwith, the flagship fanbite podcast. It is April 21st, 2020, and Air has escaped from a balloon into a microphone <laughs> on one of these. You know, I think that's what happens every time I podcast. It's really just a bunch of hot air escaping a balloon. The balloon is my brain. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I've always said that you're full of hot air, Danielle Riendo, editor-in-chief of Fanbyte.com. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. I'm okay. I'm okay. That's Thank good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you had a cat problem before. Yeah, good. I was eating a, ba- a keto bagel with cream cheese. Don't uh-huh. judge me. I know. <laughs> I I deserve to be judged. It's okay. And I gave her a tiny bit of cream cheese. Just a little. You know, a cat can have a little treat. Mm. Can have a little as, cream as cheese. As a treat, yeah. You know? And that was a mistake because she became 27,000 times more aggressive. And this is a really cute, really tiny cat. She kept trying to, like, groom me and, like, fake me out and then go for the cream cheese. So I had to lock her out of the room. It was uh, the biggest drama in this house today so far. Uh, Merit K, features and trending editor of Fanbyte.com. Have you been having any cat troubles lately? Yeah, um... (laughs) My cat's been puking. Oh, that is a that is a problem. She's kind of done this on and off her whole life, mm-hmm. so I'm not like that worried about it. But it is kind of annoying because she'll just be like, you know, if I hear her from uh, from the other room, and she's going like, yeah, oh yeah, classic. Then I'm like, okay, well I gotta run and pick you up and make sure that you uh, throw up on like a you know, like the floor and not like a rug yeah, totally. at least. But um, a lot of the times lately I haven't been hearing it and uh, I'll just like go downstairs and be like, oh my God. <laughs> That's a bummer. Cause like usually my go-to move when I, my cat pukes is I'm just like, well, time to leave. And I was just like, exit my apartment. <laughs> uh, but you can't do that right now. So that's a problem. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 It's really the song and dance. I will say dogs are worse because the song and dance is just 20 times more dramatic. Cats are usually like they do the thing and then they're done and then they run away from it. Yeah. My dog does like a dance for 20 seconds before there's any sign of, of actual barfage. It's a lot. Well, much like barf, let's talk about a monument to all our sins. Nikki Grayson, social editor of fanbite.com. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Do you have a cat? I have a headache. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not a good pet. Um, no, it's a terrible pet. It doesn't listen to me at all. Oh. Um, no, I don't have a cat. I'm highly allergic to those weird dogs. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I knew that. No, I probably knew that. Yeah. Uh, yeah otherwise, been doing okay? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, you know? good. Uh, and then joining us for the first time ever on Fan... Uh, I was going to say Fan Bite, but that's not right. That's not right at all. Fan With, for sure, though. We have Caitlin Gallus-Rowe. Of Uppercut Crits of Fanbyte.com because they have written <laughs> articles for us here before. How are you doing, Caitlin? Hi, I'm good. Uh, busy and tired, but that's kind of the status quo for my mm-hmm. life. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you all for inviting me. Yeah, no problem. I I do notice that first we have like keto bagels and then we have somebody complaining about uh, being tired and busy. It's like just man, these millennials today, am I right? Like just <laughs> Hey, they... I'm an exennial, okay? Mm, right. That's right. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I forgot keto to put bagels, Steven. <laughs> Steven, I'm 25. I don't bagels. I barely count. <laughs> mm, that's true too. Uh Also, it's funny that people have been complaining about millennials for like a decade now, yeah. but like 
they're, the people that they're thinking of now are definitely like Gen Z. Yes. Oh yeah. Because if you're like, oh, millennials with their being twenty and their their uh, apps and such, it's like millennials are in their thirties and a lot of them have kids. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. <laughs> Many of us are pushing no forty at this point. Like, it's no longer funny. It's now just sad that yeah. we have been um, born into an economy which has had two major downturns at like the start of our careers and at like the point in which we should be earning the most money. Yep. No, it's fine, though. It's good. Oh, okay. This would have been the place for a thanks Obama joke, but I'm not going to do that because... <laughs> Instead, you're just going to say this would be the place for one This would have been the place for yeah. it. Uh-huh. Lampshading it. Where's my Trump bucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Where's my not, Trump where are those? bucks? I haven't gotten, gotten it yet. Where are I haven't they? gotten my Trump bucks yet. I, I think I did get do, my do, website. Where's my diarrhea money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diarrhea kills 1.9 billion people a year. Where's my diarrhea check? Yeah, yeah, that's We've officially discussed barf and throw up, and we're about mm-hmm. four Listen, minutes that's into this podcast. That's because what's his name did it. I, that's that wasn't an original. I was just quoting what's his name. Christoph Waltz from the Phantom Thread. Uh, oh my yep. god! That famous line from that movie. Where's um, my diarrhea check? Yeah. I spent. God, I spent part of my part of my diarrhea check on uh, <laughs> Cooking Mama Cookstar. Oh. Wait, how? <laughs> I found I found a guy who was selling it, so I paid him slightly over the MSRP for a copy of Cooking Mama Cookstar, and it will be arriving at my home on Thursday. Oh. The Forbidden Cooking Mama. The yeah. Forbidden Cooking Mama game. Illegal so Mama. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned to fanbite.com. It's the one where you cook people. Yeah. Finally. Oh, shit. That's where you cook finally. mama. Like, yeah. you start cooking, like, really, like, extravagant things, like, and, like, illegal things. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. we're going to serve this live bird, uh, this, like, live baby bird that you just eat all at once, like, in France. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Like, they do in France. It just, like, they do in France. And then it just escalates from there until it's, like, uh, we're going to cook Mario. Yeah, we're going to cook Mario. Mm. It's just a, it's like, it's a tie-in with uh, the canceled NBC Hannibal um, so <laughs> right. finally we were able to kind of God, like, that would have been such a good webcomic gag in like <laughs> 2010. <laughs> Welcome to Cooking Mama Hannibal. Oh no. I mean, I'll make some calls. W- with all the oil prices going on right now, 2010 webcomics are definitely back in vogue, I would say. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, the, I forget the name of that comic now, but that one. Lost. Oh. Well, is it Lost? It, are you talking about Lost? Yes. No, the new one, the, the, the good one. Whoa. Yeah, the very good one. It's like it starts with a P. It's like push power play or something like that. It's like the uh, George W. Bush um, wearing a shirt that says "I heart oil." Yeah, Nikki, this is probably <laughs> written before you were born, so I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Wait, sorry, isn't that isn't that is that old? Uh, I think that one is some. Well, I mean, it was Bush administration, so it was you know. Think about like how long that's been now. Like, I think okay. the thing is, we are old. We've just become mm. old in the process. <laughs> Caitlin, do you Living remember in these webcomics? times has made us all old. I think that's I, what this is. I don't remember that comic. Um, when Bush was in office, I was like six. Yeah, same. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. See, I that's we're the, the same age, Caitlin. Yeah. Um, Solidarity, I've, 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 Yeah, I've never read a webcomic in my life. Mm, that's right. like, that's I, a true really? fact. Like, Not even like the new kind of webcomics no. that are like about like, um, I don't know. As best I can tell, they're mostly about 
boys just like looking longingly at each other and their anime. No, yeah. yeah. What you're the thinking of is manga. Meredith, I think that might just be anime. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, no, no. It's webtoons. It's a different thing. Oh, oh yeah. Danica Harrod's webtoons. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes. no. I haven't. Read the site. Yeah. <laughs> I have not read those. Um, but yeah, no, I I didn't fuck around with like. Is Strong Bad a webtoon? Webcomic? No, no Strong Bad is like a flash cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely I didn't different. Watch any of those either? Well, that's not true. I watched End of the World, which was to me the funniest thing on in, on the internet for many years. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Wait, you watched pretty that? Bad. You thought it was very funny and didn't seek out other Homestar? Seek out more? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never seen Teen Girl Squad? No. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh no, it's so good. Teen Girl Teen Girl Squad is legitimately very funny. It's just Strong Bad gets asked to make a comic about teen girls, so he just invents four characters called Teen Girl Squad. Um cheerleader so and so what's her face and the ugly one and they kind of they sort of go on adventures which end in them like all being killed in every episode but in just like really stupid ways. Uh, and then they're all back to life in the next episode. Nice. It's, it's like because it's Homestar Runner, it's of the same era as an E-Bombs world, but because it's Homestar Runner, there's like a degree of craft to it mm. that you wouldn't get on your E-Bombs world sort of situation. And it's like, you know, it's it's uh, it's like wholesome family fun. Right, yeah, just like all of Because Homestar Runner is just all about, it's Strong Bad's all about just like wholesome fun, you know, mm-hmm. for the whole family. Much like Crayola Scoot, a game that is on <laughs> yes! Nintendo Switch. Yes! Yeah, how many times did you dab? How much? How many points is a dab worth, Merritt? I think the dab is like the safest, easiest trick mm. you can do. Mm. That's Everyone probably knows not that. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the number of tricks you can do on a scooter as compared to a skateboard, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the increased complexity of the scooter actually maybe, reduces yes. the number of tricks yeah, that are possible. You can, you can spin bar, you can spin the yeah. foot part, and the then part. you have variant of uh, hand, ha- number of hands on bar. Are basically yes. what you can do, and then or number like you of times can do you can hand flip. jives while yeah, you're spinning exactly. the thing. <laughs> what? Yeah, you can. Um, so this game, I don't know. The le- we don't need to talk about no, this. It's like Spl- it's kind of cool, ago. right? But it's, it's also like Splatoon. Well, yeah. it's like Splatoon. Although, as someone corrected me on Twitter, well, Tony Hawk had a mode where Man. you colored objects by skating on them and i know yeah, so did i know that i'm a millennial <laughs> but it's so it's like splatoon it's not like tony hawk where like objects become a color when you touch them you just splurt out ink everywhere and my question is where does the ink come from mm-hmm. is it from the people or from the scooter because it's not like splatoon where you have like a tank or you're a squid you're just like a kid you're well, not there's no question whether you're a squid or a kid right you are a kid <laughs> now wh- what color are the wheels that's a good question. Let me just bring up. Like the JPEG. is like is the is the we- are the wheels the same color as the paint? Because are the wheels tied to your paint? Oh. That's a great right. question. So like Nikki. if the wheels that is a great question, and the answer is the wheels are all black. <laughs> okay, so never mind. I don't know. <laughs> okay, but what about this? What if what if the arena is always painted, and the wheels are erasers? Wait, I'm oh, looking wow. at something oh now, God. and um. I'm seeing something now that I need to zoom in on. Enhance, enhance. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like the hands of the characters might be glowing. Oh, okay. so they might be like emitting. Yes, it does look like they have glowing hands that are the color of the oh, ink the that ink. they shoot. we found it. Does this lend credence to or uh, debunk my? Wait, 
Wait. Sorry, I just, I'd like to point out that there is something that I didn't notice this in the game, but there is a little ink shooting thing on the, on the mm, thing. Okay. Itself. So I'm going to retract that entire article that I wrote this morning. <laughs> now, wait, I still haven't heard anything that uh, confirms or denies my personal new theory, which is that the kid and the scooter is one being. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, like a centaur, well, but a scooter? Yes. A scooter. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's terrible. That can't be true, though, because the both the feet and the hands can leave the leave the scooter. Can they? Yeah. There are tricks where oh. you do, like, well, I mean, in order to flip You seem the... to know a lot about Crayola Scoot. <laughs> <laughs> what are in you order, hiding from us? In order to, in order to do a... Flip, like in order to spin the scooter part around, your feet have to leave it, right? Well, yeah, yeah but your hands, hands have to stay on it, so maybe okay, it's just right, like, a, then if like a like a one hand. Just, non oh, you're saying? Mm. Oh no, I think as long as they're connected in some way. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, it's more like, like it just has to be some kind bond. of touch. But yes. what happens? Yeah. If, okay, but what happens if you bail in Crayola Scoot? Then you die. Well, I don't think we don't talk about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like bailing in real life. Yeah, you die. But these children, the second they fuck up a kickflip, <laughs> evaporate into paint. Yeah, their parents forget they that they go, were ever they born. Go into non-existence. Yeah, yeah. Let's get good. <laughs> it's the true. That's the true ninja-like philosophy that we here at Fanbyte promote. No, it's it's kind of like a destiny situation mm -hmm. where, like, when they die, they're. Uh, they're reborn like the scooter is like sort of alive the ghost right the scooter is sort of the ghost yeah <laughs> and uh it, it brings them back to life now is is time. the crayola brand the traveler in this case yes oh. yeah there is a big crayon that flies up in the sky and tells you to sin and um wait that's the the, the other one that's um, splatoon <laughs> Yeah, that's in Splatoon. Yeah, um, who's winning the who's winning the Crayola Fest right now? Who's is it winning the Crayola mustard Guardian or games? ketchup? Uh, burnt Sienna. Ah, good for my burnt favorite sauce coming back. What was your favorite uh, Crayola color name? Macaroni you, and cheese. You had, you had, uh, macaroni and cheese is solid in the expanded sorry, Crayola what? universe. Uh, like in the, are you we talking about in the seventy two color box? Yeah, yeah. Wow, seventy-two colors! <laughs> wow, we only had those in Girl Scouts. I didn't. Ha I don't think I had one of those Damn. in life. But in oh, Girl Scouts, okay, Merit, I was be, a brownie. <laughs> uh, Merit, to be fair, uh, you also had macaroni and cheese uh, colored crayons, right. but in Canada mm -hmm. they did call them craft dinner. Stupid! Are you wow. <laughs> fucking called out? <laughs> I'm so mad. God, okay, wait, wait. I want to see. Damn it! I can't find like. Yeah, if you, it's surprising <laughs> that when you type in list of Crayola colors, it doesn't just yeah, give you a list it's just of like Crayola yellow, colors. blue. Where's the Crayola wiki? Get on this shit. Yeah. Wait, I think these are all retired colors because I think they just changed them to like. What are the names of the retired crayon colors? Oh no! Here I found. Here I found this. I found a hex code from Jenny's crayon collection. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna put that in the Discord really quick. Thanks, Jenny. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've. Oh got... my god, this is beautiful. Wait, actually, wait. <laughs> this is a lot have, to process. I have, a fucking, I have an insane like comment, mm -hmm. a, a, just uh -huh. a piece of information for you. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay, so in 1990. 
Crayola retired eight colors and placed them in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and I remember using these colors. These colors were maize, mm-hmm. lemon oh, yeah. yellow, blue gray, raw umber, green blue, orange red, orange yellow, and violet blue. Wait, I remember and using they, every single one of those colors. Yeah, same. Well, that I don't know what to tell you. There are probably some out in the wild still. Um, yeah. So they uh, that was 1990. And then in 2003, they retired Blizzard Blue, Magic Mint, Mulberry, and Teal Blue. Well, those were all my they favorite introduced flavors. introduced four new colors, but then they also had a Save the Shade contest, kind of like in comics where they're like, should this character die? Yeah, I loved, I loved when they made us buy those shirts to determine whether uh-huh. or not Carmine ex- died in, uh-huh. in fucking Gears of War. For your Xbox avatar. <laughs> um... And uh, they saved burnt sienna. Wow! Yeah, PvP yes. online had yeah. to, you know, which is now having its their- comeback. I think everybody here should just very quickly pick uh, who are you on this color chart? Who, mm, which one the are top you? One? Yeah. Um, I'm sepia on account of my skin. So that's the one that's closest to me. Um, oh, well, if we're doing that, then I'm just fucking white. So that's not very <laughs> Um, uh, I fucking love Wisteria. Where's Wisteria on this list? Yeah, right? Uh, oh, Wisteria only cheese? exists. Oh, no, Wisteria's here. Counts. Wisteria's here. It's three down uh, from the like top right in the purple oh, area. Oh, I see it. There yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling, let me tell you, I'm feeling pretty movilist today. (laughs) If you eat the asparagus crayon, your pee smells weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Titan's uh, pee always smells so weird, because there's this meme going on in Destiny now where Titans eat crayons, and like, (laughs) that's sort of their thing, Um, and someone made a video of like, the Crayola crew prepares for the Guardian Games, and it was just like a bunch of Titans in like different primary colors, just like doing stunts. Um, but y'all, uh, did y'all ever have the Crayola, the Crayola um, crayon factory machine? No, no. What? Yeah, this it was is, a fucking mess. Yeah, it was terrible. Did you just so, grind them up and so make new ones? Or something? Basically, basically, you would have the remains or nubbins of Crayola crayons. And then then you'd Frankenstein monster them into new crayons. Yeah, you would put them into this thing that you had to plug into the wall that got really, really hot. Hot enough to melt (laughs) Yeah, the flesh pits. You can just use the name. (laughs) The flesh pit. (laughs) And then you put the remains of the crayons into the flesh pit, and then it extruded you a brand new crayon. (laughs) They were horrifying. So, this is kind of like making a soap sliver ball, yes. sort of. A what? But it's also kind of like, you know, a soap sliver ball, like when you have a bunch of slivers of soap. And not that I've done this in a long time. <laughs> but you would combine them all to make like one ball of soap. Barrett says um, as she like like nudges a box full of soap sliver balls back into her closet with a foot. This sounds like fucking Castlevania, like churning some like corpses up and making a, a new demon out of them yeah, yeah i definitely burned my my hand on this multiple <laughs> yeah. times but that had to have been just the there's no way they still make this device anymore right that they, there's I mean, no way they divide, like, oh you mean like this. ovens for children probably not yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, oh so they they've they've redone the Easy Bake Oven to where now it's like not a thing that you can open at all. Yeah, it's, it's like a box with two slots on <laughs> either side. 
So, like, you open a very small door and you slide the cake in and then you open the door on the other side and slide the cake out. And at no point are you exposed to the very hot lamp that they've put inside. (laughs) Um, Even so, like... kids these days. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's so easy. (laughs) They need everything sanded down and, like, all the edges trimmed off because they don't want to burn their hands off. Gen Z needed the easiest In my day, we burned ourselves like men. (laughs) Sharp-ass metal in this video at, like, 2 minutes and 18 seconds is unbelievable. Yeah, this is a lot. Like, you can see how sharp the metal is in the video. Okay, Mm -hmm. hold on. Alright, 2 minutes, 18 seconds? Yeah. Okay. And then it just makes a vat of of crayon wax, and then you pour it into new crayon molds and then snap them out i hate how clinical this video is yeah, yeah. i think <laughs> they made another child. version of this yeah. too where you could like it would like squeeze the crayons out of the machine mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 like play-doh like a play-doh pump you yeah. know what so I'm right, yeah. it was crayons um the okay. crayola crayon but... maker costs 100 american dollars <sighs> Okay, that sounds like a nightmare, but you know what's good? Yeah. Uh, is, like, when they used to show footage of, like, factories and stuff. Oh, and stuff. yeah. Yes! And they show how crayons were made. Oh. And it was just like... <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. That's the only time I've been like, oh, ASMR might be a thing, but I was four. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right. It yeah. wasn't perverted. Just let me see yet. all those crayons just, like, shaking down and everything. Yeah. And, like, this big weird vat they of wax. They look so fresh. Yeah. Like the internet was your little, your little grubby I do hands want to eat those ones. Yeah. 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 The, the internet I... was not yet enough of a thing for that to turn into a fetish yet. Like yeah. you didn't have the like next step <laughs> available to you there. Can I interest y'all in a crayon bling ring? It comes yes. with twelve glitterati glam colors. I would <laughs> eat that nothing. and then I die. <laughs> <laughs> factory. What is this shape on the central crayon bling ring supposed to be? Boombox. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's the glitterati symbol. Okay. <laughs> do you not know about the glitterati? Well, I'm not a member, so if I oh. admit that I do know about them, they will have to kill me. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Fair. I'll just edit this part out of the podcast. They'll never know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll never know. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, my God. Um, well, do any of y'all want to talk about video games? Never um, heard of them. We were yeah, we were just is. talking about a video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and watching it in real time. Um, can I talk about for the last time Halo Two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Absolutely. Listen, we only have to do this segment. Okay, so Halo Three, Halo <laughs> Four, or no Halo? Okay, Halo ODST. No, three ODST, and then four, and then five. So we have to do this segment four more times. So it's only Did like you- another eight to twelve weeks worth of okay. stuff. No, it's fine, because uh, Halo Infinite will be out by the time that you're finished, so we'll just yeah, exactly. like, move on to the new stuff. That's the whole plan. That's the plan. Um, uh, Nikki, let's, we should stream some Halo Wars, is all I'm going to say. Should, anyway. Uh, Halo they had Wars, a war? huh? Yeah. That's finally the best <laughs> Halo game with war in it. <laughs> yeah, after Master Chief came to reopen the beaches on Halo, um, <laughs> <laughs> they, the Covenant, he fought the Covenant over it. Um... <laughs> Okay, so I finally beat Halo 2, and I kind of, just from having conversations here, and then kind of just from, like, listening 
to uh, episodes of the Beast Cast because I guess I didn't realize this, but Ben Pack is also doing the same thing I'm doing, which is playing through all of the old Halo games in the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff Gersman said something about how everyone hated the end of Halo Two, but then didn't say anything else. And I was like, oh, that must be the patented Jeff hyperbole. You know how Jeff oh. Gersman al- always hyperbolizes stuff. Yeah, just um, a very emotional person that <laughs> definitely wears his heart on his sleeve. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I can't be that bad. Uh, and then that's a then jump cut to me and uh, my friend Christian spending two human hours on the final <laughs> boss fight of Halo <laughs> 2, where they give you this, they make you fight this fucking big brute that has a shield that recharges yeah. in about a half a second. But the entire boss fight is not reliant on you or your skill. It's reliant on the fucking... CPU being in the right position and being able to see the brute and then shooting it three times with a beam rifle. Is that Tartarus? Um, Is that his name? Tartarus. It's a Tartarus fight, yeah. The big hammer guy? Big hammer hmm. guy, yeah. He's basically we're basically dealing with like a Donkey Kong situation. Exactly. Oh, it's a big Donkey okay. Kong situation. Um you have to throw barrels at him. I understand it's, it now. Okay. It's fucked up because I we 35 minutes into the fight we were like oh we have to be doing this wrong like there's there's definitely something we're missing so we googled uh Halo 2 Tartarus fight speed run and what you're <laughs> supposed the speed run strat for this is you're supposed to steal a uh fucking specter which is like the it's the it's the vehicle that's like a ghost but it has a turret on the back so it's mm. the it's the um, covenant equivalent of the warthog. It's what you used in that video you just showed us, right? Exactly. Um, so you're supposed to steal one of those from the beginning of the level, keep it alive for the entirety of the 35-minute fight through the rest of the level, glitch it up a wall into the building, <laughs> and then you're supposed to trick the game into letting uh, the marine that is supposed to like help you or Johnson, which is the, the like the voiced Marine's name, you're supposed to trick him into getting into the vehicle. Then the game gets confused because it's like, ah, fuck, where Johnson go? We have to spawn another Johnson. So it spawns another Johnson, and you have two Johnsons. You have to trick that one to get oh, into God. the Spectre. And then you have three Johnsons. Then you're supposed to just yeet the Spectre off of the side of the cliff and into the arena. And then after the, after that, they're supposed to get out, and they all just shoot their beam rifles into Tartarus, at which point you're supposed to just shoot him in the head a bunch of times. That fucking rips, though, can I say? That's it's very cool. funny. Like, it's great, this, but it's uh, like, like... the clone Johnson strat is like... <laughs> it's just... It's so busted. It took so long. Also, the, the that game just ends. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Where are you, where are you going, Chief? Finishing yeah, this finishing fight. Yeah, finishing this fight. That's and it, then right? it, yeah, it's, And it's a hard cut to credits. Yeah. That's and evil. for like for like six real time years be- between Halo Two and Halo Three, it's probably not that long, but it was a long time because that was like unbelievable. A, it was like a that was like a middle aged, uh, you know, about a 30, 35 year old. Uh, Wait, that's middle aged. Well, I don't know what middle aged means. <laughs> yeah, anymore, no, that's middle aged, Danielle. Sorry. <laughs> uh, a fifty six to seventy year old um, Halo game or uh, an Xbox original game. And then the next one was not a launch game for the Xbox 360, nope. if I'm not mistaken. Like it, it was, it was a, it was a little while before it came out on there. So like, for you as a Halo fan, it not, like the the kind of like royal you, the like hypothetical you, yeah. At the time, if you played that, that was what you got for a long fucking time. 
it was buck wild. That was like one of those, definitely one of those like early moments in video games where I was like was aware of like a greater sentiment among the gaming community, which maybe morphed into some bad things over time. <laughs> actually, uh, maybe they shouldn't have allowed gamers to communicate ever. But mm-hmm. uh, that was definitely like a weird sort of sea change moment in like game talk for me. It's just it, it's just so wild from like a script writing perspective mm. because the story knows that it's not going to finish and like makes that so unbelievably clear like an hour and a half before you hit the end of the game. <laughs> it's like where you get to the point where in Halo 1 you're like okay, now we're about to start winding down because we had the big fight and the big reveal was made. And this one, it's the, hey, there's a big worm god living underneath this planet. (laughs) And then in fucking, like, two hours later, you're like, oh, we're still going up? Like, we're still going up the fucking uh, story story ladder, huh? We're not at the (laughs) other side yet. And then the game just ends. And then you're like, well, I gotta do Halo 3. It's like, it's so wild. It it, it definitely did... um, I really was enjoying Halo 2, and I think there were a lot of, like, really, really big improvements made over the course of Halo 1, but I think there's, like, a magic to Halo 1 in how simple it is, and a lot of the complications that came along with Halo 2, I think, are, that make it so unbelievably frustrating that it ends the way it does, that, like you said, Steven, if I was playing this game at launch... And I finished it three weeks later and then was like, a word? Now I have to wait how long? Like, it, it doesn't... I don't... Even now, I don't feel like I finished anything. Yeah. Okay. Like, I am I am extremely... I acknowledge the fact that I have to literally go finish the fucking fight by playing another 13-hour long video game. Well, and I was, like, going to jump off of that really quick and say, like, you said three weeks there. Now, I do need to remind you that most people don't play Halo 2. Right. Caitlin, for the record... Uh, <laughs> People listening to this podcast already know the perversions that Nikki has engaged in within Halo for the past, like, several months. But what are you, like, fucking the aliens? Yeah, I'm, like, fucking the aliens, um, using their skulls to do, like, wild shit, um, like, turn off the, the HUD and, like, uh, make it so in order to get grenades I have to punch people. It's fucked up. Yeah. Why would you do that? Achievements. You get, like, that five gamer score. Like it's not whole... worth it. Is gamer score still a thing? No. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it absolutely is. Xbox, when you the die, counts it. you go yeah. to heaven, and then they count up your gamer score. And they're like, if you have this much, you get to go into heaven. Mm-hmm. And if not, then, like, sorry, didn't you realize that, like, that was... Yeah, we like, put, we it, we put a whole system scores. out. Yeah. If, if your gamer score weighs more than a feather, St. Peter's like, oh, sick, bro. And he was like, all right, you get to, you get your choice of heavens right now. Now, I, I feel like that might be a, a couple of different sort yeah. of religions. Uh, I don't understand. So you're saying there's elements of truth in all religion, but the core of all of them is gamer score. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is my theology. The, the church of the gamer. I'm pretty glad I bought an Xbox now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, now you can go to heaven. (laughs) Hey, it's fine. With uh, Xbox Game Pass on PC, now you can get Gamerscore on PC as well. It's just the the PlayStation people who are definitely, definitely damned. (laughs) Oh, speaking of Xbox Game Pass, I downloaded the best Xbox Game Pass game, Disneyland Adventures. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 
Uh Um, Now, that game's a lot. Uh, It's a video (laughs) game from the fine folks over at Frontier, um, who made Planet Coaster and Elite Dangerous and the good good Final Fantasy. Nope, the good Roller Coaster Tycoon. There are no good Final Fantasies. Um, uh, (laughs) This episode is going to have so many comments on it. All Final Fantasies are bastards. (laughs) Um, yeah. We've always been game, at war with Square Enix. That game is <laughs> buck fucking wild because you're a child. You're a lost child. Like you're a child. You're a child with no parents. You wake up in Disneyland. Like and there's no parents and no way you got there. And Mickey Mouse is like, "Yo, what up, kid? Here's this camera. Go take pictures of people. Can you please go talk to Goofy? He's trying to win an election." Um, what? In Toontown to be mayor of mayor of Toontown. Go talk to him and see what he needs. You go over to Goofy and Goofy's like, "Oh, go talk to Jesse from Toy Story. You know Jesse from Toy Story. She's got a new quest for you." Then you go talk to Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear gives you a gun. Um, <laughs> it's not a joke. He gives you a gun. The gun you use to shoot stuff around the park. Um, what, wait, what stuff? The stuff is very. There's bad. like there's random targets around the map. That you use your gun to shoot, and then that's just a that's a collectible. Yeah, and there's if you like link 15... really fast. It's almost like the targets have faces, but it's just yeah. don't think about it. Don't worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Just um, deeply. There's also an entire Song of the South segment. Oh, oh wait. wait, cool. Wait, no. So so no, the, so each ride is its own mini game, basically. So it's like it's a it's a big mini game collection with a hub world. Is like the way it works. So you go around like. A really good and well-realized version of Disneyland, honestly. Um, like, the scale is correct, and, like, the the vibe is correct. There are, like, not enough people in it, but, like, it feels correct. There are things that are missing that are very interesting. Like, the Indiana <laughs> Jones ride isn't there. Um, the mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride isn't there. Basically, like, any licensed property, even though Disney owns it, like, those aren't there. Huh. Um, the guns, there's, like, a shooting gallery in uh Frontierland where it's just a bunch of guns. The the gallery is there and the coin operated part where you put money in to shoot the guns is there, but the guns aren't there. <laughs> Which is really strange. Only you can have a gun, child. Yeah. Um the Big Thunder Mountain ride involves a ghost that has a big hole in his stomach because he was killed by a cannonball. And the ghost possesses uh, the train and then forces you, a child, to run from the train so you don't get run over. Um, And then, yeah, Splash Mountain is Splash Mountain, except all of the characters from Song of the South are there. Um, Wait, uh, are there? Isn't that the ride? Yes, it is the ride. Now, now I, I feel like that, yes, it is the ride. But if you're Disney, you yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. you just don't have to. You, but you it's literally just described a bunch of stuff that they took out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But instead, they uh, did. And they basically take you through the whole plot of Song of the South, uh, uh, except you're, like, a child on, a, um, like, a raft getting shot by rocks from the bears and the fox <laughs> that are evil and definitely not character- caricatures for black people. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, um, this is maybe the first I've ever heard, I'm not a big Disney person, mm-hmm. I watched movies when I was a kid, whatever, but 
I would I would have just assumed until hearing this now that they just took all that stuff out of the real theme park decades ago. No. It was no, actually no. a relatively new ride. Like when mm-hmm. I first went to Disney World, and I've been more than a hundred times, uh, to Disney World in Florida, importantly. Splash Mountain was brand new. It, this was 1992 when I was eight. It was brand yeah. new. It was not huh. like, oh, this has been there since, you know. Uh, I mean, Disney World only started in the early 70s, but even that, like, yeah. would have been rough. Splash uh, Mountain opened on, uh, in at Disneyland. It opened on July 17th, 1989. And at Magic yeah. Kingdom in Disney World, it opened on October 2nd, 1992. Yeah. Yeah, but I was but, there that but, week. But the thing is, Wild. here's the thing though: everyone just loves these classic and recognizable characters, like um, <laughs> Rabbit, yeah, and uh, Bear, and Bear, and um, Frog. Frog you know, is also there. all of the all of those characters whose names we know and love. <laughs> and he he tells him not to throw him into the briar patch, but then he's like, "Lol." You own yourself. I love the briar patch. Yeah, jokes on you. Uh, it's my laughing <laughs> you thought place. You thought the briar patch was your ally. <laughs> I was bored in it. Raised in it. Oh, God. Yeah, it's Bane Rabbit. Oh, Bane right. Bane um, Rabbit, yeah. It's fucked up. Disney princess Bane Rabbit. There are a lot of things that are fucked up about Splash Mountain as a ride, and then I'm done talking, mm-hmm. um, uh, including the racism. That's a whole, that's a big one. Um, there here are a couple things that ride gets you too wet mm-hmm. uh, it's not worth it for what that ride is and the ink the decline the drop is what the word is is 50 feet almost basically straight down it's not straight down mm-hmm. but it is like at a pretty severe angle yeah. at Disneyland there's no lap bar but it, oh. at um, Magic Kingdom and at Disneyland Tokyo the other two locations for the ride it has a lap bar and I don't right. really understand that um, because <laughs> if I, if you stood up on Splash Mountain during the drop, you would a hundred percent die. Like you would you would <laughs> die instantly. Um, well, there's like those pictures of people like playing Smash. Yeah, play Smash. Yeah, Splash Mountain. Yeah, uh, Splash Mountain. Yeah, Smash. It's Mountain. just okay. Up. Wait though, Smash. <laughs> Smash Mountain. That's good. Splash Mouth. Um, <laughs> so wait, but Nikki, do you know about the Universal Studios game? Yes, we're playing that this week. If, if, if y'all okay. want to hop on the call, we're playing that this week. Yeah, that one's worse as cool. far as I know. <laughs> Great. Because most of that game is... Uh, so that game is about getting stamps to be able to go on rides. And to go on rides... Guess guess what you do to uh, to be, for the privilege of going on rides in the video game that you paid for. Do you have to... Do you have to pay? You have to. Are the stamps a non-renewable resource? So do you have to like spend the stamps? I believe so. But guess how you get the stamps? <sighs> Is so it like trivia? T-shirts? Real money purchases, microtransactions. Well, no, they didn't exist because it was GameCube. Oh, okay. And it was about twenty years ago. You pick up trash. Fuck yes. Um, <laughs> and then put it into trash cans. <laughs> and then sometimes you meet like ET or something, and then he gives you some points, and uh, it has fucking resident evil style like fixed camera oh oh great god you you do like a woody woodpecker i was gonna say is woody the woodpecker there because that was from the era where universal universal studios had no fucking clue what it was doing as a theme park and they were like what do we own 
please god what properties <laughs> what do, we do we own god Can we have we no make... characters we have movies <laughs> we but... have movies is the dinosaur from jurassic park do people know who that is <laughs> <laughs> does he have a, a name guy? um we have jaws is water world is the water world stuff in it i don't think so does, yeah. it has back to the future which is like my favorite ride when i was a kid yeah it's, it's a good incredible. ride that yeah. ride rips um it has the Jurassic Park ride, has the E.T. ride, which scared me so much. Yeah, he says your um, name at the end. It's fucked up. I know. My, and then when I realized that as a teen. had a fake name for it. Yeah. When I, when I went stupid. there as a teen, we would just try and come up with, like, the weirdest names to get him to say. <laughs> like, um, do you have any examples? Do you remember Beefus. any? <laughs> yeah, just, like, just the weird, just, like, nonsense words. Just, like, Dimbus or, like, <laughs> like shit like that like not like swears cool but just like trying to see yeah <laughs> well trying to see if it's like will, will they think this is a, a real name like does some probably someone looks through them right and is like yeah. this is a swear this is like a code that no this is nothing yeah. um it's scary though yeah we'll play we're gonna play that on stream this week so I, I, oh it has the wild wild west um stunt show okay. oh it does have water world it does, it does have, have water, water world, world but i think both of those are, i think both of those are just things that you watch oh okay. oh just like, like you game? watch, you watch the Wild Bob West stunt show. Like you just sit in the game and watch it. Huh. That's, okay. I mean, that's basically what the Small World ride is in the video game Disneyland Adventures, except differently colored children come out and then they show you <coughs> African dance or Asian oh. dance or oh. South mm. American dance, oh. um, and they oh. all look vaguely the same. Um, and then the white child is the one that is guiding you around the world. Um, showing you these different cultures. Oh. Yeah, different cultures like Asia. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah, is definitely Africa. just one culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then every European country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and here's Germany and Lithuania and Luxembourg. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Who else plays uh, Steph? Danielle, do you want to talk about what you've been playing? Because I know you got a heart out here uh, after a little I bit. I do, in just a moment. But uh, no, it's just really more Final Fantasy and Animal Crossing. Uh, I haven't played more Doom, which makes me sad because I actually do want to finish it. I want to finish my Doom, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, just a lot of Final Fantasy and being mad uh, at, you know, shouting because at Because they don't, it doesn't make sense. How does he carry a sword that big? Yeah, uh-huh. If he like has no muscles whatsoever... How does he carry the sword? That, now, I don't know. He does sure. have muscles. He's I'm the just... once and future king. Yeah, oh, that sure. makes sense now. Yeah. I don't... Mm. No, okay, so, Daniel, after you mentioned that he doesn't have any muscles whatsoever, I did pay a lot of attention to the biceps of one Cloud Strife, because it's very easy, since he does wear a Virgin Killer sweater throughout this entire video game. Uh, he does. He has his butt out, though. You know, it's blocked by the sword most of the time, when, so it's tough to tell. That's a big problem. I mean, uh, okay, he has some muscles, he does, uh, yeah. but he does not have the kind of muscles What if the sword need. is just made of foam? I think it really <laughs> is. I think, genuinely... Or I think, like some kind of super light future material. I just you figured know? out my actual problem with this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, not the game. Again, I like the game. The game is pretty good, except for some of those camera angles in the train station area. Jesus, tap dancing Christ, I almost threw up. But anyway, uh, I my problem with it is that I think all the characters are just cosplayers instead of characters. Mm. That's what it is. Why is that? You think? Because they don't dress anything like what people oh. who do things would dress. Right. But this is a fantastical future world where people could dress like anything. Yeah, sure. 
But I, I gotta <laughs> this get what you're saying. This is why I should never play Final I get Fantasy. It, like, no, I, get, I, I get it. I get it. They look like they were dressed by people designing character like costumes. They don't look like people exactly. who got they up in the morning. They don't look like anything like a person who has ever done anything physical in their entire life. Like I guess, like I don't really like. I, I, because then the flip side of that, though, is like, I don't want games to be beholden to making things like look realistic because then right. you just have like army guy <laughs> and like yeah. everyone has shaved heads because that would be the most maximally efficient like way to get, although that right. could be funny. But I mean, I completely um, agree with that. It's just, it's it's to a degree that takes me out of it every time. Like every, every Is it time. maybe because, is it maybe because like they tried to sort of make it look more realistic, but then kept like these like giant bolts sticking off the shoulders and stuff. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like, if they really looked absolutely wild, like, if they actually looked like big cartoon characters, I think I would very much appreciate that more. It must be some of that, like, that wild disconnect between we made them look photorealistic, a.k.a. like plastic automatons, but then also kept these costumes that no one would ever wear in the universe for doing the thing that they're doing. I'm also oh, yeah, a weirdo. No, I mean, they look like sex dolls. Yeah, they like, do. Let's not mince words. They, my dudes look like fucking synth skin ass <laughs> sex robots. Tifa in particular Walking has, fleshlights, yeah. you might say. Tifa's, yeah. the way that Tifa's back looks, Katie, yeah. so Katie and I, Katie is watching me play through this game right yeah. now. Um, I, to circle back really quickly, I think, Merritt, you said that the sword is made out of foam. That has to be true because there's a, you kill, you kill to death many people with this sword then there's like uh, like six hours in there's a fight that you do in a backyard <laughs> where right. where like you you hit a bunch of dudes and then the, the like you leave battle and it fades back up and the guys are asleep and like you 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 like cloud says to tifa what do we do with these guys and tifa's like we should just leave them here and i'm like wait no they're not dead what do you mean she was like yeah. before they wake up we should leave and i was like hold up wake up you hit, hit them, them a with bunch the of flat times side of the sword <laughs> the sword really is styrofoam with the big flat side it's just like a big like um cricket bag. it's yeah. a rarani kenshin situation it's a reverse blade sword so the front <laughs> part is actually oh, uh, the, the, the back. safe part yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Tifa's back is wrong. Like the way that her the the her boob to back to waist ratio yeah. is yes. so off. It's a lot. It shouldn't be. She shouldn't be able to walk. I guess. Is it weird that I'm more bothered by the the men's costumes than the lady costumes? Is oh. that weird? Is that odd? Is so. that genuinely bizarre? I I don't think. In the grand scheme of what video games have done uh, to women and women's bodies, I don't think that yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake is particularly egregious. They're not especially buck wild. Yeah. yeah, they're just like yeah. normal. But Cloud but, angers me because he doesn't look like he could like stand up for so ten seconds you, in an actual. Fight. You're like what, what you what you would like is like you're like sick of these like anime like pretty boys. You want like a big buff like yeah. serious protagonist like get Marcus Phoenix in here. No, because yeah. I hate I hate the um I hate Barrett's design most of all. Like by far most of all. Barrett's design and whole character thing uh has a lot of problems <laughs> that yeah. I think uh start and end with uh that Square Enix doesn't know what black people look like or yeah. or, or, or like, sound like or talk or, like yeah. or kind of what they do generally. <laughs> uh-huh. Just like all guns on the arm, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what people do. Yeah, Everyone take, has the gun on the arm. I take my gun arm off every night before I go to sleep. 
Yeah. So, so it's not a buff thing. It's I. I just. I just hate it. I'm sorry. I'm so, I. I feel bad. I actually feel like this of week I, I've been such a fucking downer talking Wait, about Danielle, this. Wait, Danielle. Danielle, yeah. are you jealous of Cloud Strike? No, not this one. I'm jealous of the nerd boys. <laughs> I'm jealous of the nerd boys who oh, get wait, all the ladies. Because I'm because ju- I'm just saying yeah. he gets to hang out with like two really hot girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. He's like you know just treated like a I don't know like a a doofus sometimes which is kind of endearing mm-hmm. yeah. he has cool hair yeah it's a big sword um, a cool fights. motorcycle yeah no i don't like him at all i just i'm jealous of the nerd boys i this is just all my negative things Wait, jealousy d- and also sorry. just disdain <laughs> you've said you've said the nerd boys like three times sorry it's not out yet you love to see it this yeah. week oh okay this is we, a we uncovered that Danielle is uh, sort of jealous of the Lonely Island on, yep. uh, on you'll have to see it. Uh, okay, okay. Because I don't like it very much, and spoiler alert, I don't like uh, their stuff that much. We talked about it in a previous uh, you'll have to see it as well, and I figured out this week while watching another Lonely Island product that most of it is just jealousy. I'm like jealous of these cute nerdy boys who are wildly successful being goofy and funny. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's among us? You know. I mean, it's like, man, if if I had done some things right in my life, maybe I could have done something like that. Again, these are not. That's valid, though. Yeah, these That's are not valid. like not the happiest. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? The difference between you and uh, and other people on the internet is that other people would take that sentiment and refuse to recognize it, and then be like, "Here's why Andy Samberg is problematic and needs to be destroyed." <laughs> Andy Samberg is over party, and you're just like, "No, I'm just kind of jealous of them." Yeah. And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah that's human." That's that makes human. sense. Now, I, you, I think I think Caitlin said something there that might make you feel a little bit better about your whole lot in life, Danielle. Yeah, what's that? Is that not what fanbite is? Uh, mm. A bunch of people who are jealous of nerds. Oh, no, I meant the part about being funny and goofy. Oh! <laughs> like, y'all pay me to write about fucking monsters. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could absolutely imagine, and, and I, I it would be valid, because I, I have a pretty nice life. Like, frankly, I have a nice job and a nice partner and a nice life. Like, somebody being jealous of what I have. So, I get it. I, I just, like, have had this moment <laughs> of realization this week that, like... Yeah, it's, I don't like them because I'm fucking jealous. It has nothing to do with actual taste. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah, on that note, do we it. want to... Oh, sorry. Oh, there you have it. I actually have to go be on an ambulance right now. Yeah, I was <laughs> just about to say, uh, you have your out, so that seems like a perfect time to take a break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk to Caitlin a whole lot more, and we'll find out what the rest of us have been playing this week. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're back, everybody. Danielle did have to step out for a little bit, but we are, of course, joined by a guest this week, Caitlin Galley's Row, for everybody to, uh, you know, get to know a little bit better on this one. Because I wanted to have you on, Caitlin, specifically to maybe try and talk a little bit about Uppercut and... Uh, is it mm, is the popular parlance Uppercut Crit, like, in conversation, or is it Uppercut? So, it's meant to be Uppercut. It's just supposed to be, like, just, just Uppercut. Um, when I was doing our rebrand from the old site... Uh, 
I couldn't get just like uppercut.com, shockingly. Mm. Um, so it was taken by an FGC to... site. Yeah, yeah. So we did actually the other day, someone was trying, some like boxing journalist was trying to promote his work, and we did get tagged in that, which <laughs> was very funny. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it was just one of those things where I was like, well, we do criticism. I guess that'll work. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think there's probably a lot of people listening to this podcast who have maybe heard of Uppercut before, but don't, and like kind of have a vague notion that it's a place where like a lot of good games criticism gets published, but not, don't necessarily 100% know what the site is or like what it represents or what, like what's going on with it right now. Do you want to just, I don't know, talk about it? Sure. Yeah. So Uppercut is, uh, the, I think I phrased it in a thread I did recently as the cool digi evolution of a site that I used to run by myself called Your Geeky Gal Pal, which was basically like a blog, more or less. Um, and then when I started bringing more of my friends into the mix to do more stuff, we decided that we wanted to have it be like an actual outlet and, you know, try working towards getting ourselves and other people paid. So we rebranded the site and launched Uppercut as it is now last year in July, I believe. And then... Uh, we've just been kind of trekking since then. We do, uh, writing, obviously, and then we do podcasts, arguably too many podcasts. Uh, <laughs> we do video game or video games. We do do video games, but we do like video content. Um, with all of the quarantine stuff, we've been streaming pretty much every night. We usually only miss like one night a week just to kind of let everybody rest. But, uh, yeah, yeah so we're, we, we go pretty hard, I guess. How long have you guys been running? Uh, the original site started in August of 2017, so almost three years. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, I mean, obviously, kind of one of the big things going on right now with, like, you know, I think maybe brought Uppercut back into light a little bit in the last, like, couple of weeks with some old-fashioned, like, very short-lived, I feel like. I think things got kind of uh, settled pretty quickly, but some good old-fashioned journo beeves. Uh, uh-huh. out there uh, over like the EGM stuff going on like kind of what's been going on with that how has that been how, like going for you and do you want to like explain it a little bit for people yeah so if you missed it um, I'm pals with a lot of freelance writers um, and EGM basically told everyone that they had commissioned but not yet published that their budget was getting completely obliterated and they weren't going to be publishing anybody's work or paying them Um, and a lot of my friends were really, uh, obviously upset about that outcome. And a lot of my friends were really impacted by it. And the nice thing about running your own site is you get to kind of play by your own rules. So I woke up the next day and just had the idea of like, hey, what if we tried to save some of that stuff? Because, um, some of my friends over at Into the Spine had been talking about trying to do that, but they don't have quite as much, um, like wiggle room in their budget as we do. Um, and I was like, cause I'm still working my day job full time. So I was like, yeah, I can use some of my stimulus money. Like, let's do it. And then we figured, <laughs> Hey, we can just, you know, make a little bit of a PayPal pool. And if people want to pitch in towards it, that'll be fine. Um, we were going to do four EGM features at a hundred dollars each. Uh, we blew past that within the first <laughs> half an hour. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then, um, am I allowed to talk shit about Mike Futter on this? Uh, um, 
I think, like I said before, Who? like if uh, things kind of got squashed pretty quickly on that one, but yeah, there was like some there was some classic uh, journalists uh, maybe speaking without thinking there for a minute. Yeah, I guess um, there was somebody, a prominent business journalist, mm. um, had a bad take, and uh, it was brought to my attention. And I wasn't going to do anything about it, but then I got real big mad when I saw some other very prominent industry folks uh, agreeing with it, despite not knowing what he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, So myself and some other folks kind of brought the fact that that was a bad take to their attention. (laughs) And um, then it went viral, and now we have $12,000. Yeah. Uh, pretty quickly too. Like it was like within the first day that you got to that like number, if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. was wild to watch happen. And I'm like, you know, obviously, congratulations on that. So like, has that like, I don't know, shifted your plans? Obviously, you have a lot more money to do like four hundred dollars worth of features now. Um, yeah. Like- so we decided that um, because we have that much money, um, and we did the math because we we've gotten about thirty some. Uh, email so far so we've done the math and we can we can pay like double to triple what we were going to offer originally and we're going to be able to pick pretty much everything that goes into our inbox up um so once and we a lot of people are still shopping them around like trying to find them homes and stuff so we gave everybody until friday this coming friday the 24th at noon pacific to get them in if they want us to take them um and from there, we're just going to kind of organize everything because a lot of these features were in different stages of being complete. Some of them are basically ready to publish, and some of them were pitches that got accepted but didn't get to be drafts yet. Right. So it's just going to be like a lot of organizing as far as where everything's at and what we need to do with that. But Cool, yeah. I mean, we've had a couple of people reach out to us with a couple of pitches from EGM stuff, and when it hasn't felt like a particularly great fit for what we do, I've definitely pushed them towards you guys and let them know about what was going on there too. It's just like, just a, yeah, it's just a cool thing. Like, I'm I'm really glad that like something like this was allowed to happen. I like obviously <laughs> because things went viral the way that they did. That's weirdly maybe a blessing in disguise because <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do you feel about that? Do you think it like would have blown up this way if um like <laughs> it hadn't become become such a weird like uh topic of the day on twitter oh no definitely not i mean like we did pass the goal by ourselves but we would we would have i don't know we would have maybe gotten like a thousand dollars like this yeah if it hadn't blown up that way we would not have gotten that much or that much attention like we got a bunch of new patreon patreon people too we got a bunch of new twitter followers which is like obviously all really dope but yeah, if it wasn't for that um, blowing up the way that it did, we definitely would not have seen it. <laughs> well, that's very cool. Like, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out a bunch of that stuff as it comes out and just kind of seeing what gets put up. And hopefully this continues to move forward a little bit. Like, you know, just maybe keep that momentum up and everything. Like, you know, that's always maybe, I think, one of the fears with a lot of especially features-heavy criticism. Merit, you can maybe talk about this a little bit because, you know, you run so much features obviously as the features and trending editor of fanboy.com mm-hmm. uh, but it's such a weird line to walk where features are incredibly hard to come up with in like you know on mass they're, they're like we we've been very public about this at fanbyte we have a whole 
page on our pitches uh, page on Fanbyte where people can see that uh, we reject like the vast majority of features that we get, partially because it's very difficult to justify the cost on you know in terms of things like traffic and whatnot, but also just by virtue of like features are hard. Features and essays are mm-hmm. hard to come up with and make good and have good ideas for. Like speaking of someone who fucking sucked at it for nine years of freelancing. Uh, <laughs> I wrote maybe two or three good, uh, like, truly, truly good uh, features in that time, and it wasn't easy. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, from my perspective, it's tough because it's, like, such a gamble, especially with, like, people who are new to writing, right? Like, a a feature which is, like, opinion-driven or perspective-driven is like the the work that you may have to put in as an editor is often going to be a lot higher mm-hmm. and the payoff is like a lot more variable. So it's like there need to be all these ingredients in place um, for something like that to be really like great and get traction. But then you can also have all those and something doesn't get traction because that's just how the internet works. Right. Um, but like the right, the right person didn't see your tweet that day and retweet. Yeah, it. exactly. Exactly. And like, you know, there are some things that I'm just like, Oh, I know this will pop off. Like, let's definitely do it. <laughs> but then like a lot of, but that's not even like a lot of long form stuff. And often the things that do pop off on Twitter, um, not even just like for us, but in general are like based on the title and people may not even read them. Right. They'll yeah. just be like, Oh wow. Like, cause that's kind of like, um, you know, a lot of parody sites, like the writing is incredible, but I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily see the pieces because they're just like, oh, <laughs> Wario did tax evasion. Like, yes, hell yeah, that, that rules. <laughs> um, and like the piece is probably really good, but like, you know, people just see the headline and they're like, yes. Um, and yeah, it's like a yeah, whole... Your onions, your hard times. Yeah, hard yeah. Which, like, and to I, be fair, I, though, I with the stuff, rates but... at those sites, like I only would want to come up with a good title for it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, okay, well, like, I get that, for instance, like, okay, this game is clearly very important to you, or you found something interesting about it, but, like, it's 10 years old, and yeah, why should anyone else care about this? And I guess, like, that's, maybe I come at this from kind of a harsh perspective, but, like, I feel like the question you have to ask yourself when you're pitching anything like that is, like, like what is my argument, and why should anyone care? Because, right. like, those are the two main things in like any piece of persuasive writing that that matter um and they're surprisingly hard to answer sometimes yeah i i have rejected so many pieces where i have looked at it and the idea was like to you know write about this obscure jrpg from the playstation 2 that i fucking love that i rented you know 70 times when i was a kid and it's just like i know i would read that I don't know that anyone else would. <laughs> like, I, I'm, like, <laughs> the audience for this, but I don't think that audience goes beyond me and, like, a couple of other people. So I've, I've had to reject them for that very same reason. And you know, things like Uppercut, I feel like, because they are, you know, patron-funded and stuff like that and aren't necessarily based on things like an ad model as much, uh, you know, uh, can help 
make a home for a lot of those things. And then the the argument that some people uh, maybe don't think about before they uh, go on to Twitter and immediately tweet, because people don't think before they tweet nearly enough, uh, <laughs> is that, like, well, they should get paid way more money for, for those things. It's just like, well, getting paid any money from, like, a website that, you know, is kind of scraping it together purely for the love of the criticism feels like a pretty damn good, like, move. Like, it's not yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, that, like, the original intent of our thing was that was going to be, like, our money from our pockets. Yeah. So... Um, it's weird, too, with that stuff, because, like, yeah, we totally have a lot more wiggle room to grab stuff, um, and with this, we kind of, um, basically said, like, we know that if EGM accepted these pitches, that, like, they're probably worth our time, um, so that kind of took some of it away, but we do accept pitches normally, and, yeah, I, I'm definitely with Merit on that. I mean, even when I'm pitching, it's definitely thinking about the whole why should anyone care yeah. about this which is usually why i end up going kind of the sillier route with my shit because i think that's i think it's easier to bench good crit in why is kingdom hearts a coffee shop at you or whatever you know yeah uh-huh 100%. Like, and the hope is, you know, finding that middle ground between, like, doing something that is interesting to read and also has a headline that grabs attention but doesn't give you the entire joke away in one, you know, tweet. You know, it's... I think we've had a lot of really good articles on, on Fanbyte that definitely... You look at it and it's just like, what the fuck am I even looking at? So you have to click on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, I like, the, the top seven... Uh, cl- but uh, columnar b- basalt. I've never said basalt outside basalt. The mm, Barrett. <laughs> oh yeah, like the top seven columnar basalt structures. Basalt. Yeah, in games. In video like, games? we're talking about those hexagonal rock things. You all know them. Just look up like Giant's Causeway or whatever. Yeah, you've played uh, Monster Hunter. You've played. Uh, Monument Valley, you've played something that has these, and, and things like that, where it's just like, it just comes so out of left field that, like, and doesn't necessarily give the whole gag away, but, like, again, coming up with those kinds of things is very difficult, and then a lot of times, that's the job of, like, editing, well, you know, good editors, uh, one of the things that I, you know, try to do a lot is try to, like, nudge features towards something that is, like, more than just a, like, more than just a one-dimensional, uh, piece on it and like add the wrinkle to it that makes it something that you want to read and not just something that you want to laugh at uh initially but yeah um well is there anything more you want to say about uppercut right now uh caitlin otherwise we can get back to what we've been playing i'm actually kind of curious what you've been playing too um i think that's kind of the the gist of uppercut we what did one of our friends um who runs the new entertainment system podcast said that we're uh a a balance of thoughtful criticism and feral screaming Mm. Uh, and that seems about correct because yeah we do have anything from our piece looking at the original final fantasy 7 through a trans lens that has nothing to do with the honeybee in and then also monty wrote a listicle about what pokemon would taste like so right yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh what pokemon would taste the best um, I don't know. Uh, I do know that Monty definitely believes that Gengar tastes like grape. Um, oh, fair. Yeah. She also thinks that Farfetch should be made into a soup, which I agree. That I does mean, include yeah. the leek? Yeah, yeah. No, she said he even comes with garnish. Okay. 
So is Farfetch'd a Crayola scoot situation? He always has to keep one hand on the leak at all times <laughs> because he's part of it. Knowing Pokemon, I wouldn't even be shocked. Actually, you know what? Fair. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, what is the URL for people who want to maybe go check that out? Yeah. If you want to check it out, it's uh, uppercutcrit.com. And then we're also on Twitter at uppercutcrit. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, have you been playing anything interesting this week? Um, I've been playing, I wrote them down and then I immediately forgot. Um, I've been playing a fold apart, um, which is the long distance relationship puzzle origami game from, uh, lightning rod. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's cute. It's, uh, I, I suck at puzzles, but I'm getting there. Um, I like the folding dynamic of it is pretty interesting. Um, how does, not how does that manifest itself? Like, So you play as both partners and then um, they're having like text conversations. And as they go, something that will happen in the conversation that will kind of get them thinking. And then it alludes to the fact that the levels are kind of their thoughts and then dealing with them as they're having this text conversation. So it's kind of like platformy a little bit to where you'll be walking and then you have to traverse like different little areas but you can depending on the level you can like fold the sides or the top and bottom of the paper and you can also flip it around so you just have to manipulate the space to get to where you're trying to go while also avoiding any um I don't know what they are but there are are, like weird little obstacles that shock you so you have Mm. to get around those and then also just kind of manipulate the environment to get to the next part um but yeah it's cute it's uh sad but it's cute awesome uh i feel like i've heard the, this name before lightning rod has have they made anything else that i would probably know? um i don't know i think maybe but nothing too big they were at i think the big thing with them was they were at um pax west really heavy and pax east i think doing last year doing all of the um origami stuff okay. that was everywhere um, oh, okay. I do think I remember seeing that around the show floor. Yeah. So, like, they were kind of a darling of the mega booth, for sure. Sure. Um, okay, I just pulled up this game now, too, and I totally remember seeing this out there. It's got kind of a very, very colorful, very blocky kind of art style. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. You could be gay, which is oh. always good. Is that, like, a thing that you pick at the beginning of the game? <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. It's, oh, so it's like you basically decide, that, like, oh, okay, li- literally looking now at, like, art uh, that's, like, displaying this. Okay, so it's, like, kind of a... This is what I thought the Shovel Knight, like, gender swap mode was for a long time. Uh, or... <laughs> do you guys remember hearing about that? Like, uh, they, 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 like, had, a, like, a gender swap mode for Shovel Knight that they announced as part of the Kickstarter. Uh-huh. I just remember because Sabriel Mastin, friend of the site, uh, <laughs> constantly uh, talked about how she wasn't going to buy that game until she could uh, switch Shovel Knight to a girl. I think that's what uh, I thought of that game for the longest time, and uh, yeah, that's that's a cool Wait, system Wait, doesn't Shovel Knight just look the same as a girl? I think so, but I think like yeah. they, I think they use different pronouns in the, in the cutscenes. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, because I, I know some of the characters change, but um, I forget if Shovel Knight looks... Because Shovel Knight is just, like, an armored person. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't remember. But. but that game is also one where you're uh, basically trying to rescue, the, like, your lover throughout... Shield Knight, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think there was, like, you know, some... Some people, at the very least, were, like, really interested in having a version of that where you could, like, kind of... Since Shovel Knight is such a blank slate, like, such a cipher of a character, I think people were definitely yeah. interested in, like, being able to choose that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, anything else, Caitlin? Um, I've been... Like I said, we, we've been streaming, so I stream once a week, so I've just been kind of randomly picking games. Um, so last night, uh, I asked people what they wanted me to play and no one had any good suggestions. So I said, all right, well, y'all asked for it. We're playing Dragon Age Origins Awakening. Uh-huh. Uh, um. <laughs> the most revered of the Dragon Ages. Yeah. The one that everyone likes and no one has any problems with and never talks shit to me about ever. <laughs> um, it also features my wife. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Who, um, who people could read about on fanbite.com. <laughs> it's true. I'll drag you for liking her. Um, yeah, we didn't see her. We didn't get that far. But, yeah, I love that game. It's not good, but I love it. This is, like, the, for people who maybe don't remember, this is, like, the, was it a standalone expansion to the it's first It's a standalone expansion, yeah, yeah, for Origins. With none of the stuff that people like from modern Bioware games, right? Like, there's no romance in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's no romance. Um... But the characters are better than the ones in Origins, I would argue. The companion characters. Mm. Um, also, you can bring your warden over from Origins, and there's lots of like fun Easter eggs if you do that. Or if not, you can yeah. just um, like make a new warden. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a super, super funky experiment they did, and I get why they never did it again, but I really like it. Right, yeah. Nikki or Merritt, did either of you guys ever play I didn't the even original? know that this existed. Yeah, really? It's like, incredible. I played Origins for about an hour and was like, mm, no, I hate this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Really? Yeah, like years after it came out. Um, and uh, was just like, okay, I'm like a mage and I'm going in like the weird, I'm going in the fade and like, yeah. I hate the combat and it's very confusing. There's too many icons everywhere. No, thank you. And, <laughs> did uh, you... you- then I didn't play one until Inquisition, and then I, you know, played through all of it because I thought it was like a lot smoother and like just yeah. the combat wasn't so like I don't know complicated. I guess Origins yeah. is like super super heavily CRPG inspired. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I get why people don't like it. I'm just like a CRPG bitch, so I've always been really really into it. But I get why people don't like it. <laughs> and yeah, Merritt, I take it... Oh, sorry, Nikki, Oh, go sorry, ahead. no, I was going to say, yeah, the only Dragon Age property I've ever interacted with was uh, Inquisition. And I have not... I've had no interest... favorite one. Yeah, I, like, it's... For some reason, I think it was the one... And I don't even, like... I don't like Mass Effect either. Like, I just mm. don't think that Bioware's specific flavor of video game is for me. But I do need to yeah. play the, the KOTOR. They made KOTOR, right? That's them. They made the first yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, so I need to play that one to make the, a final decision on that. But, like, I don't <laughs> think their video their flavor of video game is for me. Um, but I did enjoy Inquisition, but I just have, have had no interest in going back. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't like Inquisition, but it's fine. I kind of like all of them. Two is the one that I have, like, just no opinions on. I've beaten them all uh, from the beginning. I Origins is my favorite of the bunch, and I think partially... Yes! <laughs> yeah, I've definitely... Finally, some good fucking food! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
part of what I like about Origins actually is the like the CRPG assness of it. This is like an era where I was becoming aware of a bunch of video games that I hadn't been playing video games these the, these particular kinds of video games in because mm-hmm. I did, I got I came to video games kind of late like as a serious obsession in my life and so you know gog had just kind of become a thing it's just like oh wow i can i'm in college and i can just play planescape torments and this oh my god this world is so ridiculous and wild and also it plays like shit this is so hard to go back to and then dragon age origins was like oh okay it's that but but that is the smoother version to me. Like, you know, the jump from Origins to Inquisition, for it sounds like for you, Merit, was like me from going to from, uh, going from Baldur's Gate and a Planescape Torment to Dragon Age. And I also played it on PC, and PC and console versions of Dragon Age Origins kind of infamously played very, very differently. They had, like, different control schemes that were only, ex- on, uh, only available on the PC, and I think the game was tuned to be harder on PC. Mm. Because you could like literally pause it and almost like run it like a real time strategy game. Am I right about that, Caitlin? Is, you you are. You can do it in the console version as well. It just doesn't really like work as well. Okay. Um, that mode's definitely something that like works a lot better with a mouse. Um, just being like a computer nerd, you know. Yeah. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember also. But uh, rounding things back out to Awakening, I do remember like, going to great, great pains to get that. Um, what is his name? Black hair, bad guy, Game of Thrones ass motherfucker who's like kicks off the war at the beginning of Logan. The- Logan, yes, Taron Logan. Um, I remember going to great pains to make it so that I could get him to survive, but also get Alistair to stay on my side, which means, like, basically psychologically torturing him for half of that game, making Mm -hmm. him feel really bad until he's, like, just kind of a nihilist, so he'll stay alive and on your team and also let you spare the life of this weird sort of Nietzschean motherfucker. Uh, Yeah, you have to, like, neg Alistair into staying with you. (laughs) Basically, yeah, uh uh-huh, and, like, he, he has to, like, meet his sister or something like that. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I feel... I, some of this is definitely a blur to me now, but I did a lot of this, and, like, you know, to your point about um, a lot of Easter eggs in Awakening, one of the things that I uh, loved and one of the reasons that I went back and created a save for that was so that Terran Logan would show up in my weird castle in Awakening and hang out with me for a little while, because it was like, oh, wow, this guy shouldn't even be alive in my playthrough, but here he is. Wow, he's my friend now. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, I like the I like the thing that they've done with with Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Although I think Dragon Age actually implements it better because I think the way they do it in Mass Effect kind of sucks. But of the idea of like they have a canon that they assume if you didn't if you don't import, and the canon that they assume in Mass Effect is that everyone is dead. Um, oh wow! But, yeah, you ever play Mass Effect three without importing a shepherd? Because you shouldn't. <laughs> oh God! Everyone's really? dead. Everyone. Really? Oh, because I guess all the marketing from Aspect Two was like it's a suicide mission. It's so hard. You'll never, you'll never be able to do this one, Shepard. So like, yeah, I think I read an article or something that was like, yeah, we basically just wanted it to be like we killed everybody who it was possible to kill because if you don't import a Shepard, we didn't want you to be confused about who all these people were, and so we just assumed <laughs> you wouldn't meet them. And I was like, that's. I feel like you could have done some storytelling or something. I don't know. That's so but, so weird. Yeah, meanwhile, Awakening's like, Alistair's the king! Yay! <laughs> uh, so, are you enjoying Awakening now? Like, you said it's uh, not good. Well, I think it's good. Okay. But 
I, I like it because I like the CRPG stuff. I also like how weird it is. Because um, it's super, super jarringly weird for the series. Because um, it's like tarking, talking Darkspawn and all this yeah. stuff. Um, but I think it has really, really cool ideas that fed into the series later in ways that I found pretty disappointing. Um, but... Yeah, it's very much my exact brand of bullshit, so I'm having a great time. Nice. Do you have Justice yet? No, I have to go get him. Okay. Justice. He, they just yeah. they just told me he's out there vibing in the swamp, so I gotta okay. go get him. Justice is, like, my favorite character from that whole run. Like, I really like Justice. And then also really don't like what they do with Justice and Anders in Dragon yeah. Age 2 at all. That whole... Mm-hmm. Anders kind of sucks. Like, I don't know. Am I... I just found out that there's a lot of supernatural fanfic last night. Am I going to be pissing off a bunch of Dragon Age people to say if Anders sucks? Uh, well, if they are bad, they don't matter, so... Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. Anders is a terrorist, and bad and he breaks hawk's trust for no fucking reason after they say that they would help him so Mm. andrew sucks and is bad i don't like him i liked justice better when he was just justice i don't know who any of these yeah i don't know who any of these people are (laughs) well i think wait i think one of them showed up in inquisition and i was like yeah i don't know who you are it's cool that you're the king now but um (laughs) yeah you gotta go stay behind issue with dragon age in general is like there's so much bonus content that you have to consume to truly understand what's going Mm. on in inquisition and if you don't it's like such a surface level story but then if you do they didn't like implement everything well enough to like have it make sense so either way i just feel like it's like a bad time Mm -hmm. like the main bad guy shows up in a dlc for two yeah uh that no one played yeah yes kerfius is in the dlc for two one of them and then that's why, like, they do the big reveal, and it's supposed to be a big moment. And I'm like, no one played that DLC but me. <laughs> uh, I I did. I, I played the, all the DLC in two. <laughs> I never played the DLC for three, though. It's literally like you, me, and Tanya to pass are the only people in the world who have played that. <laughs> Which one is that? It's not. No, Trespasser is through. Is Inquisition. Trespasser is uh, Inquisition. Is Inquisition. It's the it's legacy the one DLC. Where your husband betrays you. Oh. If you chose wrong. Oh, okay. Huh. Wait, Trespasser is that one, right? That's the one where Iron Bull, if he maybe Wait, what? betrays you. I think Iron so. Bull betrays you? Oh, sorry. Spoilers for this game that's like 10 years old. But um, <laughs> Oh, no. I, I want to know <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, okay. So ba- basically, there's a point um, in the last DLC, and it's the one where uh, you find out that Solus is like, you know, a big asshole, and he's like doing his trickster god shit. Um and in the process of that, the uh, the Kunari try to kill you, or they try to kill Solus, I think. Okay. And um, if you had Iron Bull uh, side with the Kunari and kill his mercenaries, then he would turn on you at that point, even if you were in a relationship or whatever, Wild. and just be like, sorry, I'm loyal to my state. Um and I don't know what kind of psychopath would like make him side with, like his, like, uh-huh. with them against like these named characters that you've met, unless you find them really irritating, which fair. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, when I got to that point and learned that that could have happened, I was just like, oh my god, I'm so happy that like I made the right choice. But you chose wisely. I chose. I chose wisely. <laughs> my husband did not 
betray me. Great. I should go back and that I for some reason devoured the Mass Effect and Dragon Age series up to that point. I read the Mass Effect book, the first one anyway, and then I I fell off the book stuff after a little while there, but um played all the DLC for 1 and 2 for both of these franchises and then just never touched any of the DLC for uh Inquisition or Mass Effect 3, which I hear is like really good in both cases. So I should, probably um. should. I didn't do the DLC for Inquisition because by the time I finished Inquisition, I was like, I just want to lay down. <laughs> That's a big game. That's kind of fair, honestly. Like, there's a lot going on there. Uh, Nikki, I'm sorry. You said you had huge news. Yeah, I do have huge news. Um, Warner Brothers, uh, from this is from our friends at the Imagine Games Network, Warner Brothers announced on Tuesday that due to the closure of movie theaters because of the coronavirus pandemic, they are dropping plans to release their animated film Scoob theatrically and will instead <laughs> debut it on premium video on demand and digital ownership in the United States on May 15, 2020. Scoob? Yeah, Scoob. Yeah, I'm excited okay. for Wait, that this movie. is like yesterday when everyone was talking about like Scooby Doo movies and stuff, and then yeah. like this is what some, we were talking about. Yeah, people this just is kept, what people it. just kept using the phrase HBCU, which like I had no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, wait, did Scooby Doo go to a historically black college? No, like, that's what? the Hanna Barbera <laughs> Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> right, that's nothing. The Hanna Barbera shared cinematic that's universe. Nothing. Please. Um, like no, what is fucking Phantom. like is the fucking caveman guy there and like no, uh, Blue Penelope Falcons in this one and like um, Captain Caveman has been in Scooby Doo and like uh, Dastardly oh, yeah. and Muttley yeah Dick yeah. Dastardly yeah the Hercules. no you're thinking of wacky races <laughs> no <laughs> he's certainly in were wacky <laughs> yeah wacky races has done a crossover with Scooby Doo they did it in the one where Shaggy turns into a werewolf what yeah no I, I had a well, wacky races game for the Dreamcast that is way too late in the world's timeline to be making a wacky races <laughs> <laughs> or is it too early <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah it was now that it's both. property again yeah uh, yeah um, it costs like five dollars at EB. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, every, all your friends are coming to your Roku um, next month. Now, are it. Sam and Dean Winchester in the movie Scoop? No, but they're going to be in the next movie. Like Johnny Bravo's probably going to be there. The Jetsons are going to be there probably. Now, has the there Power ever been Puff a Girls. Buffy Scooby Doo crossover? Ooh. I because think they're owned by different. No, they're not. Are because they, no, they not. call themselves the Scoobs. Mm-hmm. I bet they did a comic series. They I would must have done a comic all. crossover. Did, Merritt, did you, Nikki? I know you saw this video last night when we were talking about yes. all this. Did, like, Merritt, did you see the video? And Caitlin, do you know about this? Are you a supernatural fan, Caitlin? No. Okay. <laughs> I've fair. seen That's it, some answer. of it, but. <laughs> They did um, an episode where they get pulled into the, the, the characters of Supernatural, the incredibly violent and dark, often dark uh, series Supernatural, where people do die a lot. They get pulled into the Scooby-Doo universe, and they become animated for an episode, and they are just hanging out with literal, the, the, literally the Scooby-Doo gang. The mystery, the mystery people, the mystery yes, friends. The mystery The mystery gang. ink. Now, is mm-hmm. that before or after the episode where... They read fan fiction about themselves fucking. Oh, Merritt, there are like 12 episodes where they read <laughs> fan fiction about them fucking. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, because oh, people oh. started doing it and then they were like, should we acknowledge it? And like, I guess let's do it in like the oh. weirdest way possible. 
there was I a- fell off of it before it stopped being like a monster of the week thing. Oh yeah, it, the way I described it in Slack last night was basically Supernatural is incredibly mundane Dragon Ball Z because it all it is is every season you know season one they fight a demon season two they find out that there's like a more powerful demon that was like working that that demon was working for season three they realize that that demon was working for satan so they have to fight satan season four since satan is gone all the angels have gone rogue so they have to fight angels and it's just like every season they just unveil a new big bad that they thought was like that nobody ever thought to tell them was a thing before it's yeah. just and like then oh no, is this there. is there Mm, Crowley I is love there. that they were like time to take on all of biblical middle management. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. What? <laughs> they literally wear suits. The angels wear suits. Oh, that's good. It's it's, it's not bad. Yeah, and there's the we... angel who's a man, and his name is. Uh huh. Can you do this? <sighs> oh, I've definitely read fan fiction. <laughs> is it Castiel? Castiel. Castiel. Cass and Sam. I was on Tumblr for a long and time at oh, a yeah. detrimental age. Uh, so what? So so, as the show progresses, you get all these like you know different villains uh, over time, and things get more ridiculous or whatever. Eventually, so the reason that the angels go bad is because God has left heaven. And spoilers for Supernatural, like season six or something Where did like he that. Go? So that answer <laughs> gets revealed in the form of their fanfic shit because. Eventually, they introduce a character who, you know, Sam and Dean basically find out that they are characters in a book, that there is a book series, like a 75 book series about them, that is like just telling the adventures of their lives, all the episodes of Supernatural, and they're like, what the fuck is going on here? They find the author of the book series, and he is revealed to be like an oracle, who's like, ah, he gets visions of these two incredibly important people who, uh, you know, are saving the world all the time, so he decided to profit off of that by writing books about them. Except that character becomes a recurring character over time. I think he has sex with Felicia Day. I can't remember. Yeah, Felicia Day is in it for a long time. She's like a fangirl of those books. And eventually, as this character, you know, gets introduced over and over again, they reveal that that character was secretly God all along, and God was writing fan fiction about the Supernatural boys. I love that. Great. And then he disappears. Once Once it is revealed to the audience that he was God all along, he disappears. That's what happens when people find out that it was you writing fanfic. Right. You do have to just evaporate into the <laughs> You do have to yeet yourself from existence. <laughs> uh, just thrown down a volcano like uh, like uh, the uh, Mishima That's why family. I've forgotten all of my fanfiction pseudonyms <laughs> so no one can find me. Right. Uh, can't narc on yourself if you don't remember. Exactly. T- taps head many times so many times <laughs> <laughs> into my brain. a hole through Yeah. <laughs> Look like that ghost from Disneyland that has a hole in his chest. (laughs) Talk about a head empty, no thought. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so that's my favorite video game is the television program Supernatural, approaching season twenty five this summer. (laughs) That's that's ending soon, isn't it? Supernatural? I think it's over already. It might have ended already or it's on the last season. Oh wow! But I okay. can't believe I just can't believe like I refuse and not can't in like the wow, but can't in like that I actually refuse to believe that you didn't know that there was supernatural fanfiction. Yeah, like I, okay. it is the fan. It's like the fan fiction. Like uh, it spun an entire subgenre of fan fiction, <laughs> like the which kind is, where everyone has to fuck all the time or they die. Mm. That's oh. from Supernatural. 
so I knew there was supernatural fan fiction. I knew it existed. Um, and I have definitely seen... Uh, I've been on a web, little website called Archive of Our Own. I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I have uh, produced works on such websites as that. Okay. And I will say that when they ask you to add tags to a story, you... To type, start typing it in, and the predictive text. This should have maybe been my first clue. The predictive texts <laughs> on literally any letter of the alphabet that you add into the tag system does bring up a supernatural thick of mm-hmm. some kind, some mm-hmm. kind of ship or some kind of thing uh, like that. So maybe should have picked up on that one a little bit sooner. To be fair, uh, I didn't know that it was like the be all end all, though. I didn't know it was like massive, massive, massive. I mean, I knew that, it was there. You know, super hulock. Super Hulak ruined the, the trifecta. Super Hulak is a poison phrase that I hadn't heard <laughs> until just now. And I hate an activation phrase. Remember when people <laughs> thought um, that, like, though that the Doctor Who's and and the Sherlock were the hottest people in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because, I saw uh, a really funny post on Tumblr the other day because I am still on there because I just. Well, but you, you know I what, am. though? Tumblr is, like, a better site than Twitter now because when you post something <laughs> on Tumblr, no one replies with images that are, like, gonna steal this meme or, like, delete this, chief. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't get 20 uh, teens replying. <laughs> yeah, because everyone on Twitter yeah. is, or on Tumblr is 38 years old. <laughs> everyone on Tumblr is either 38 or a child, which means that I just get to vibe quietly. Um, but there was a post that was, like, remember this and it just showed like all of the like it was like a do it for her board oh but like God. of all the super who lock like crush oh, no. shit it was so awful and it was like wow i just had a war flashback to being 16 <laughs> my appendix just burst hearing that <laughs> sentence <laughs> it was really bad i was never even a super who lock person but Su- sorry, I remember excuse those me, excuse people excuse me excuse me super who vlog who who vian lockian Oh. Nikki, <laughs> I can't. Hoovian Locky. We can't do this. Wait, no. I just, sorry, I'm browsing a supernatural fanfic. <laughs> and uh, I, just came across one, I just came across one where the tags are like uh, Dean Winchester, Sam Winchester, Castiel, Bobby Singer, Reader, Fibromyalgia, <laughs> Polyamory, True Mates, Mention of Genitals. I just what? love when people include like. I love. Oh, this this is representation. Tags. This is we need representation in the supernatural fan fiction community of people with fibro, and I am gonna have to be the one to provide that. Yeah, I, see. I have to do it. So I guess it's here. Me. It is. This is this is my cross to not bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. That's me with monster fucking. I, no one asked for. I no did. one asked for it, but I'm gonna carry it. <laughs> I did just type supernatural, just just raw vanilla supernatural into Arkaba. And your computer exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me raw supernatural, please. Uh, 445,147 results found. Is that a I lot? Did then, Is that a big number? I, I think that might be large. It's I think a pretty that big number. The, the most... Um, Okay, well, like, the things that people write most about now, I think Supernatural is still probably one of the highest, but then also just, like, K-pop. Um, oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. K-pop guys, it's like, if you search any tag 
for anything. It's like there's just tons of people are just so horny for these K-pop stars. Yeah, Luna, Luna, and fucking the Supernatural boys are out here killing Dracula. No, it's Um, not Luna though. It's like you know, it's all the dudes. Oh, the boys one. It's the BTS. Yeah, people like to write about the boys. Oh, why don't people like to write about the girls ones? Because most of this stuff is being written by not. I, I I don't know because there's Probably, a complicated yeah. history of slash fan fiction yeah. being used as a weird kind of convoluted way of doing wow you know it's a whole fucking thing I'm processing non-threatening masculinity <laughs> uh-huh. this is this mm-hmm. is y'all the first time I've ever been on archive archive of our own dot org um and yeah. some of these tags y'all. Oh yeah, um, you can just put anything in there. You can just put you, anything. You like, can t- they'll just let you put any <laughs> combination. Of no, they will let you put any tag you want. So sometimes you'll come across things where the tags are like, just like sentences that are like, "Oh, I did this," and then like comma, "Ha ha ha!" I know I shouldn't have comma, "Ha ha ha!" But I did it. Like, it's like that's not a tag. This, this tag. No, 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 no. This sorry, tag sorry, sorry, is sorry, sorry. Wincest. But it seems to be restricted only to the television programs that air on Freeform. Yeah. Okay, are, are we, uh, Nikki, are we looking at the same? Nikki, are we looking at the same fic right now? What is the name of this one? Uh, the one I'm looking at is called Tricking. Oh no, we're looking at different <laughs> ones that mention Freeform a lot. No, Freeform is a style of fic. It's not the channel. Oh, um, I, I really like that you were like. <laughs> It's Wincest, but only with the <laughs> ladies from the bold type. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have believed it, too. Yeah, how else would you organize that? I, I This is another thing I said in Slack last night. Uh, I have literally written more fanfic than I have read, so that's also maybe explains a little bit. I, I'm not in the, like community of any of this stuff at all like i i know nothing about it other than like just i like to write stuff um so like i yeah i'm looking at this right now i i did pull up a couple of uh i bu- pulled up the uh holy trinity for comparison right now uh supernatural 445,147 results uh which is four times more roughly than uh sherlock and um almost probably five or six times more than doctor who one day, the AVGN was walking around the mall. He then went into GameStop <laughs> no! to hopefully find a very crappy game to play. He went to the PS4 section after not finding any interesting Xbox One or Switch games. He then found one of the greatest games ever. It was all of the Danganronpa games. He knew he needed to try those <laughs> games and find which flaws they had. He also saw Yakuza 0 and got that as well. <sighs> Here is Danganronpa 1-2 Reload. Man, that startup music is very loud. Well, let's just start with the first game. You seriously have to be messed up to make a game about killing a bunch of high schoolers. Uh, this is—I mean—that's literally this, the thesis this of isn't Rampa, a, so. uh It's not a sex fanfic. There's no other characters. It's just sort of like a what if you played Danganronpa? It's just this person <laughs> is such a fan of AVGN, but like AVGN will not read his email saying like play Danganronpa. It's uh-huh. like, well, if you're not going to play it, I'm going to make you play it. There's an upsetting amount of well, there's only like 40 AVGN. Pieces, which is really sad and kind of funny when you compare that to like newer YouTubers for whom there's tons of stuff. Like a if you lot. search Game Grumps, there's a yeah. lot. People are really horny for Jacksepticeye. But oh, um Markiplier to <laughs> My I think favorite like his... Game Grump, Jacksepticeye. Jacksepticeye. <laughs> you know, wait, 
I ran a name the game grumps. It's uh, Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, uh-huh. yeah, uh, yeah, Smosh, yes, and um, Smosh. That's correct. All these um, track Ego Raptor. Yeah, is one that one out actually of those, right? One of those six people that you named <laughs> is correct. <laughs> Linkara is not the one they got. Linkara right. is no. that one too? Uh, no to both of you. Eager Raptor is the one that's still there. Doctor Insano, he's there also. He they Just brought eat. so they kicked him off for being racist, but they brought him back. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Ego Raptor of famed for uh, the Sony Computer Entertainment Company's the Tester. The Tester. If yes. people remember that, yeah. Which uh, I'm seeing Wait. maybe got to three seasons. It lasted three seasons? Yeah, there were three seasons of the Wait, Tester. no, there was... Wait, who are you talking... You're talking about Ego Raptor? Because there was someone else yeah. on that show that was... John Tron was the bad one. Oh, was he also on the Tester? Oh, no. I thought no. you were talking oh, about no. people who I'm were thinking on... Of, oh, no, I'm thinking of Big Physique, and that's just kind of a sadder sort of thing. Um, his whole deal... No, yeah. I don't uh, know. I, I don't know this. Oh, he was just a very sad man <laughs> who, was like, oh. who was bad and like not very good at game testing and was eliminated due to unsportsmanlike conduct. Damn. <laughs> Imagine getting eliminated from the television program, The Tester, not because you're bad at it, but because you're, just, you're not cool. As a person who tested video games, let me tell you, the floor is so low. It's like, you, or the bar is so unbelievably low. Um, to then get kicked out for not being sportsmanlike enough is very funny to me. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the so the tester Wikipedia page has all of the contestants from all three seasons, but it doesn't have their real their names. Real it just names has their name. Yeah, it's it just has their their screen oh names. My God. Uh, so Ego Raptor was in season three, apparently, uh, along with Burn Nibelheim or Nibelheim, however you pronounce <laughs> that from that one. Nibelheim. Um, uh, Sky Diddy. Mm-hmm. Eight bit uh, Mickey, eight bit Mickey J type. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, who else we got in here? Uh, Mo chocolate. Mo chocolate. <laughs> My favorite WWE wrestler from the eighties. Uh, gamer G A Y M E R. So I think we That's know me. that. <laughs> there we go. Representation. Uh, finally. That was season two. That you know, most television programs don't even get there by until like the uh, final season. Yeah, but no, no. The really sad thing is, my friend and I were shopping before you know when you could still go shopping, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw a gamer shirt, and I laughed at it and was like, "That's fucking dumb." And then she bought it for me. <laughs> so we do have a gamer shirt. Beautiful. After uh, commenting I'm... on the success of the first seasons, and Sony Computer Entertainment America president and CEO Jack Trenton announced a second season on June 14, 2010 at Sony's keynote conference at the Electronic Entertainment Expo 2010. At one point, the tester was so important to the brand of Sony Computer Entertainment that they dedicated a whole segment to it at E3. Yeah, I remember oh that. Uh-huh. Also, if you won season three... Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> if you won season three, you got to be a production associate. That's the job on the unannounced uh, PlayStation 3 title. You got a two-year lease on a Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> and a TV. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's incredible. Um, did they ever reveal what game they went to work on? Uh, I bet that there has been an episode of Game Grumps stuff where Ego Raptor has talked. No, because he didn't win. He didn't win. He Shit. was eliminated like week three. Yeah, very quickly. Huh? I don't know. I don't know who Achilles Might is. I don't know if they've got a YouTube channel that I can go comb through to find out if they ever mentioned what game they worked on. Wow. Yeah, if anybody if anybody listening knows what game they ended up working on, please email us at the podcast at fanbyte.com. Yeah, it's, this is crucial information. We do need this. Um, do we want to talk about our own video games real quick before we uh, wrap this up yeah. here, I think? Um, Nikki? I did you already. already talked I about talked games. about Halo yes. a lot. <laughs> you sure did. Merit? Oh, boy. Um, now I'm really ashamed again this week. I haven't really been playing anything besides the huge, um, you know. The huge is my favorite, the tester contestant. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I've just been playing Destiny and trying to not play Destiny, trying to play some other stuff. Um, I watched the entire first season and have caught up on the second season of What We Do in the Shadows, which is a really good TV show. And that's coming from someone who thought the movie was like just like pretty good. Um, I don't know. The movie was like, yeah, this is pretty good. But like it wasn't like, oh, my God, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, The TV show, though, has Matt Berry, who is like one of my favorite comedic actors um, actors. Would I know him from anything? I don't recognize that uh, name. He's been in the IT crowd. He's been in a lot of like English, like short run comedy series. Oh, yes. Okay. I know. Yeah. Him. Just you would him. recognize his face and his voice almost certainly. He has like yeah. a very distinctive low voice. But, he's on uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. If I'm yes. Not yes, he is. Yeah. Um, and he always just has this like ridiculous way of acting. He kind of plays the same character and everything, just like yeah. <laughs> just this like uh-huh. buffoon, but he's so good at it. Um, so that show's incredible, and I would say go watch that right now if you like horror or comedy. It's like not really bloody or like spooky as much as the movie was. Okay, like it's about vampires. People don't really die that often. Like it's not like just casual like killing people off. Um, okay. I mean, people do die, but not, like, constantly. Yeah. it's It seems like it's maybe more... This is not going to be a good analogy because it, like, instantly conjures up a very specific style of comedy and horror, but it makes me almost think of, like, an Evil Dead to an Evil Dead 2 type situation of, like, skewing the bar from horror towards comedy maybe a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, the original wasn't, like, a horror movie to begin with, but it was okay. bloodier, I think. Okay. Um, and this one, yeah, it's about vampires, but like the, the first two episodes of the first season are like, uh, like a character dies, but like he dies from just being electrocuted and like you don't really see it. And then they bring him back as a zombie. Uh, and then the second episode is they do a seance to like uh, talk to a ghost. And then they're like, wait, do we all have ghosts too? Like we're vampires. <laughs> we're technically dead. And then they find out that they do. <laughs> like, <laughs> So they're just like hanging okay. up with their ghosts and dealing with their ghosts' unfinished business. Um, That's really I, and, uh, okay. One of the That's characters really funny. and Matt Berry's character, and like this is kind of a spoiler for the episode, I guess. It's like the gag, but like his he finds out that his character's unfinished business is because like he was uh, killed and turned into a vampire by his now wife, like while they were having sex. He didn't finish, and so like his so. unfinished business <laughs> is to nut. 
but like he can't do it with his ghost hands, so he has to get like his flesh vampire self to do it for him. <laughs> so it's a good show. Okay, that actually sounds okay. Now that I've heard a lot more specifics about it, I was kind of worried about this because uh, I saw a little bit of the movie and did not care for it at all. I'm kind of a big weenie uh, yeah. with regards to a lot of things, and uh, this sounds really fucking funny though. Oh, <laughs> also, there's an shot. episode where they have to go to like talk to the vampire council, and it's just like every celebrity who has ever played a vampire is actually a vampire. So it's like <laughs> led by Tilda Swinton. Uh, Wesley Snipes is like calling in on like a Skype call. Um, and like everyone kind of is annoyed with him because he's like a day walker and doesn't stop talking about it. Uh, so it's it's very good. Yeah. Uh, have it, either you guys seen this show at all? No, I'm, I'm going to start again. This is one of those programs that is. Uh, advertised to me on every sign that I can see from my home. <laughs> <laughs> so they already broke me down because uh-huh. it's like in the queue of things that we're going to watch. But now, uh, now that Merritt has started watching it and is loving it, we're going to, we're going to, we're moving it up. Nice. Might be a good option for you. Love to see it one of these days. The first yes. like yeah. something episodes or something. Uh, any, anything else? You watching anything else? Me? Yeah. Mm. No, I don't think so. I think that's basically it. Oh, we watched... Danielle and I watched uh, this movie, Stay Alive, which is uh, <laughs> Frankie Muniz, uh, Jimmy Simpson, and uh, some other people. And it's mm-hmm. the movie about the video game where if you die in the game, you die in real life. Except then the game starts breaking its own rules and like it literally doesn't matter if you die in the game or not. You just get killed by the ghost witch anyway. I saw that movie in theaters when it came out. Incredible. Um, and I, you said Frankie Muniz is in it. And, like, uh, again, having seen that movie in theaters, I feel like I would have remembered that. that yeah, was like... he's not the main character, though. He does oh, live. Okay. He's one of the three survivors. But, like, it's, like, Frankie Muniz, some dude who's... they Like, they wanted to get Jim from the office, but, like, they couldn't. So they got someone <laughs> who looked kind of like him. Jimmy Simpson as, like, the sort of, like, annoying like doofus um and then just like these two suicide girls uh one of whom is in the movie for no reason (laughs) like you think like oh she's gonna be like a secret ghost no she's just there boy i'm looking at some of the cg for this movie too and just remembering that like whole era of pg-13 horror movies that came out like post ring this is definitely that like post ring hollywood thought that horror was hot and so yeah. tried to get in on it kind of except thing. nothing crawls out of the tv and there's literally just like i think like 20 minutes of the footage in this movie is just them playing the game and it looks like they tried <laughs> to pre-render up it's like so hard to describe that specific style but like when they show a video game in like that era of movie uh-huh it like looks like a pre-rendered like PS2 game but like yeah. just all like cutscenes but like that's the game it looks like the CGI cutscene in a postal game yeah <laughs> what it like it's like. a very specific aesthetic yeah i know i for some reason this is what, like i'm i can't find a single screenshot of what the game looks like in the movie right now but i can like this is the i couldn't remember frankie mudez but this is the one thing i can remember with perfect clarity is what the <laughs> fucking graphics looked like and stay alive 20 years ago mm-hmm. oh boy he wears this Wait. kind of upside down visor that's very cool throughout the whole movie 
Uh huh. It's awesome. Yeah. Does Disney make this? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, no. Distributed by Buena Vista Pictures and Universal Pictures. That's Disney. Pictures. Okay. That is Disney. Is that Disney? Wow. Also produced by our friend McGee of Supernatural fame. Wow. It all comes around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Steven, oh my God! What if you also, played? Uh, what? Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> I played like a ton of shit this weekend. Uh, we don't have to go in super depth about all of it because it would take too long. Um, I played more Fallout seventy six. That game is bad. I oh, take I back thought all... it was. I thought it was great though. <laughs> I Which take one back is all it? the good things I said about okay, it. Okay, cool, great. I did. I don't even think I was like that effusive about it last week. I was just like, oh, well, how interesting! Like they've actually made a video game here now, huh? Uh, but the thing is that that game is still busted in all the ways it has been busted since the year of our Lord twenty eighteen, mm. which is very funny to me. Just thirty uh, years ago, which is fucked up. It's I a know, long right? time <laughs> to have figured out how to make a good video game, but ah, uh, yeah. And they've had all this time though to figure out. They've had thirty years to figure out how to make a good video game, and they just chose not to. Um, I went to one of the early missions in that game that has you talk to an NPC as he wants to give you information to break into a bandit camp, but he wants an egg first from this island. So I went to the island to go get the egg, and it does the thing that all the Fallout games do, which is that when you discover a new location, it goes like, boom, boom, Mm -hmm. and then puts up like a big text thing that says, you have entered so-and-so. Egg Island. Egg Island, Island. yeah. (laughs) So it's an Animal Crossing crossover. (laughs) Exactly. I found the eggs. This is where, this is what Zipper did with them when he was done in Animal Crossing, (laughs) is he dumped them on, this is the actual name of the island in the game, Deathclaw Island. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Yeah, you know? And, well, so the, here's the thing, actually, Merritt. It kind of was. Because I got oh, that's to the island. Deathclaw Island is actually a peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, it, was a, it was a real island, as far as I could tell, within the game. In a, in a river. Which, I don't know if that has a different name. But this one was called Deathclaw Island. Presumably because it is home to Deathclaws, which are these sort of, like, giant evil ogre things with it, could you believe we've, it we've all seen claws. a death claw before yeah we've played a fallout uh except i got there to go steal the egg and then i like kind of waited for something to happen because i was like well this is clearly like a trap or like a goof or a gag or something there's supposed to be a, a death claw here like a death claw is going to burst out of the ground and attack me or something right so i grabbed the egg and i kind of just stood there for like 30 40 seconds like kind of looking in all directions like trying to figure out like what i was missing uh i had done the thing that i had come there to do but i was still like did i fail to trigger something is like this not working um so i did what i have taken to doing in fallout 76 or had to take into doing because i don't think i'm going to be returning to that game anytime soon uh which is turning on vats to see uh, if there were any enemies nearby, and it turns out there was. There was a Deathclaw, a diseased Deathclaw that was like 10 levels higher than me, but it had spawned in underground, and I could mm. only see it because I could auto-target it with bats. I see. So it's a perfect <laughs> game, uh, and you're calling it... I'm, it says here in our notes, the Fanbyte 2020 Game of the Year. Is that, <laughs> that Wow, that's high praise, and I'm really happy... Damn. I'm really happy about the realization that you've made, Steven. 
yeah, some people <laughs> called me crazy for uh, deciding our favorite game of 2020 in April, uh, but I told and them... And also, you uh, know, to picking a game up. that's two years old. <laughs> yeah, it's two years old. Yeah, you know... Uh, <laughs> When a game comes along that is this good, you have to give it its due. Three years running. Uh, yeah, uh, the exact same thing then happened to me in where, like, enemies, there were supposedly enemies around. The Fallout 76 has these, like, workshops that you're supposed to be able to claim, and they're basically these kind of automated resource farms that you can kind of control for as long as you're logged into the game, but I think you lose control of them when you log out. And what you're supposed to do is take over them by killing a bunch of scripted enemies that are in the area. I did that at this one that was right next to Deathclaw Island. Uh, it was the first workshop I had encountered since I restarted Fallout 76. And I went over to the thing and like, clicked the button to like, okay, this place is mine now. It's like a cool horse racing track that's abandoned, but it has a bunch of scrap heaps. And people have dug up holes in the middle of the racetrack to reveal that there's like iron ore underneath. So I'll be able to soak up iron ore. That'll be cool because this game is all about crafting and building stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. Click on the thing. You cannot claim this workshop because there are enemies nearby. Yeah, no enemies... Crafts. Yeah, I, well, I thought maybe, and I looked, and still, like, nothing. There was, like, I couldn't even auto-target an enemy underground. Like, it wasn't even a Deathclaw Island situation. So I went to go look online if other people had been having problems with this, and it turns out that they have. And they've been having this problem, this exact problem where there are no enemies nearby at this one horse race track in this game since, uh, it says here 2018 that wow. this bug has still been a persistent problem, and unfixed what since then. What if you're the enemy, though? Steven. Yeah, exactly. Oh. What if the game is trying to tell you something? What if we are the real virus? The enemy, exactly. The virus. Nature's trying to heal, but the horse is back, and you're trying to build iron ore or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the Earth is going to summon a big it's purple really piccolo selfish. man. Yeah, yep. mm. super selfish. <gasps> yeah, so that game's bad. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm probably not going to play any more of it again. Uh, I ran into a lot more of the same problems. I know that there are people who fucking love that game. And they're wrong. Obviously. Yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, all those people doing cool creative work, uh, they, you know, they just have some cause fallacy. And um, uh, it's not that creativity flourishes under limitations. It's just that they're dumb, bad people. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. You said it. All the right, things right we feature on, on our site. Yeah, no, they're just... You know, you those up. were hit pieces, actually, as it turns out. You could have been doing this in Minecraft the whole yeah. time. You can make computers in Minecraft. Did you know that? It's so yeah. easy. It's Children put down the Rataway, pick up the Redstone. Yeah. How many how many books in the Barnes & Noble are there about Fallout 76? That's right, zero. How many books are there oh. about Minecraft? 138,000. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, here at fanbyte.com, we use the true measure of popularity, which is how many Spotify raps are there about Fallout oh. 76? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Uh, there you go. I bet that's not true. At least one. Um, yeah, yeah I bet somebody one. definitely dunked on someone else rapping about Fallout 76. Yeah. Like, they compared them to the bugs in Fallout 76? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I played... I Also, I, I won't talk about this super long, because I've mostly only seen stuff I've already like played in this game before, but I played No Man's Sky, which is like, you know, kind of like, what if... Uh, it has become now, at the very least. What if Fallout 76 was colorful and fun and good and creative and had lots of interesting stuff and a cool story? It's kind of like that. You build a base and stuff and gather materials and fly around and it's really, and there's characters and it's really cool. 
Uh, they put mechs in there. I haven't gotten a mech yet, but I've unlocked like the technology to do it. I just don't have enough stuff. But I started building like a new base on. Found a cool planet that had like purple grass or like like kind of pink pinkish purple grass, and mm -hmm. I could. I built a base on top of a hill where I could see another planet in the sky from that hill, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, oh. Hmm. I need help. <sighs> I'm sick. I'm sorry. I'm really ill right now. Are um, you? Yeah, I found a... Uh... I found a Fallout 76 rap on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm so sick right now. And I, need, I need assistance. Life alert. I, I, was legitimately, now. <laughs> I was legitimately kind of worried about you for no, a second, no. Nikki. I thought you were like, oh, that migraine you mentioned no. earlier has like really come back hard. Uh, you should, Steven, I'm going to send this link to you so you can put it in as the closing music because this guy's definitely not going to sue us. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's... Whew. Uh, this well... better not be... What is this? Hmm? Nothing. No, I just found... Someone's... Nikki's posting screen caps of the <laughs> chat in the chat and it's Sorry. getting really confusing. I pasted the wrong thing. very funny. That's what I, I meant to do this. Anyway. Okay. okay. This is the Fallout 76 Rap oh. Star by Dan Bull. Yeah, I like that yeah. it doesn't have an actual title. It is just Fallout 76 oh. Rap Song. Fallout no, this, 76. This guy, no, I know this guy. I've, I've listened to this guy's stuff before sometimes. I've well, heard a Dan Bull rap song. Blessedly, before. I can't play it because I don't have Spotify installed. So. Wow. <laughs> Hit. Damn. Dan Bull's most popular song is Boom 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 Boom. That's the name of the song. It has 10 years in place. You know, for as far as SEO goes, anybody searching for Boom is definitely going to pick that one up. Last year he released a track called Call Me May Bay. It's an Overwatch rap. I need to mute you. I'm gonna go. I gotta go. He also released a song called Apex Twink. Yes! Well... <laughs> okay. I'm back on board. Um, no, I'm not um, Twink. That'd be silly. Anyway. I, anyway, the reason that I sounded... Before Nikki started talking, I was sounding like I was suffering for a minute there, mm -hmm. and then the suffering <laughs> just kind of like changed focus real quick. <laughs> Um, but the reason I was suffering before is because I was going to say that I played three different Monster Hunter games this weekend and also watched a bunch of Monster Hunter lore videos. Mm. Um, now, okay, now, is the lore for Monster Hunter just the Bible? Because how is it not, <laughs> how is it not like, oh, an alarm. How is it not like, um, so there was no life and then suddenly there was life and there were 18 variants of T-Rex. <laughs> Well, Nikki, it can't be the Bible because there's dinosaurs in it. And oh, we all fuck, know that there, right. are no, there are no actual dinosaurs and they're just a hoax. They're, this is fiction. Uh, much like Monster <laughs> Hunter. Uh, no, the lore is just kind of like about, I don't know, there was like bad people who like enslaved the dragons and then the dragons rose up, much like the gamers, and killed a bunch of the humans. Because the humans were turning them into, like, weird cyborg dragons. That they had to kill 30 dragons to make one big, cool cyborg dragon. And the dragons were like, well, it was fucked up when you enslaved us. But it's way more fucked up now that you've made a big, giant uh, cyborg dragon. And that's that's the lore of Monster Hunter. That's the Monster Hunter Minute. 
Yikes. I was so really surprised to learn that there Nebula. is like. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I was just gonna ask: Is that the is that the story of the Mila, whatever her name is, the Resident <laughs> Evil lady joint? Because I'm here for that. Mila Mia Jovovich. Uh, God, I hope so. Is all I can say to that. I hope they go just incredibly, incredibly detailed and specific in that movie about the lore of how she got there, how the society was formed, why she can hold a big, giant, great sword that it weighs more than six Mia Jovoviches. I wasn't uh, aware sword. that there was like you just told me about this recently about how like there is re- like a reason why humans can carry these enormous swords because like yeah. everyone has superpowers because they ate dragon blood. Yeah. Uh, or they're like ancestors dra- ate dragon blood because yeah. their ancestors sucked. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Their ancestors were bad and killed, like, the war, like, wiped out all life on this planet. And it doesn't really ever get talked about in, like, the big Monster Hunter game, which is Monster Hunter World, because that takes place on a continent where none of this stuff happened. Uh, they do have, like, if you go into your bedroom in that game, you can read their creation myth. But that's about it. Speaking of Bibles, Nikki, mm. uh, I know you're a big fan. I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, I. This is only kind of related. I just kind of thought about um, how the fossils in Animal Crossing all imply that every single dinosaur that was ever alive lived on your 30 by 30 tiny ass island, <laughs> which is very funny <laughs> to me. And that's all I had. That's pretty good. Uh, it does... Hmm. Yeah, it does also make me wonder sometimes. I have a sneaking suspicion as somebody who has only played like this Animal Crossing with any great degree of attention. Uh, it makes me wonder: Is Animal Crossing like a Hello Kitty situation? How so? Where they're just like, now, what does that mean? Where they're just like in costumes? Yeah, Zipper is the this only is... one that's a guy inside of a costume. The rest of them are sentient <laughs> animals. Well, there's have... also like, isn't there like an inflatable one and like a robot one and one that's like a bunch of different ones stitched together yeah wait no no Hello you're Kitty right or monsters right. Ma, uh no animals and animal crossing there is a robot bird oh. there is a bear named stitches which is formed from the presumably the corpses of other bears no i don't like it no i have a pitch pitch is at fanbite.com right Nikki. I already beat you to this pitch, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, we have to stop. You know what? Uh, we do have to stop. We might as well stop this podcast uh, because we've been going on, on here for a little bit over two hours now. And that seems like a good place to end things. Uh, Five star The fact. Mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> we're the first people to ever say yeah. that, too. It's very, it's very exciting. Um, the three Monster Hunter games I played were Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, and Monster Hunter Stories, just for reference. Monster, Monster <laughs> Hunter Stories is the Pokemon game. It's pretty good. Uh, so we'll wrap this one up here. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you, Caitlin, for guesting. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at CG and ARs because much like uh, our rapper friend, I figured if you searched an R, it'd be easy to find me. Mm. Um, That's good. And yeah. And then uh, Uppercut Crit. Awesome. Uh, where do people find you, Merit? Uh, you know, I'm on Archive of Our Own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't tell you. I won't tell you what my username is, but I think you, you could probably find it if you're, if you're clever enough. Um, yeah. So there are only 40 AVGN fanfics. There are only and- 40 AVGN fanfics is all I'm saying. 
Uh, One person could have written all of those. And That's one, one of them is a script for a uh, Bash Brothers style AVGN <laughs> visual poem. So uh, hint, hint. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm at Mary Kay on Twitter. Awesome, thank you. And Nikki, where can people find you? You can find me at Godsewa, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Thank you very much. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Stephen Strum. You can find Fanbyte at, at Fanbyte Media. The media part is very important. Thank you very much. I do search sometimes for at fa- people who are tagging at Fanbyte, and it does make me hurt inside yeah. how many people do that. You can also go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts to hear all the podcasts we do. We have three feeds. Uh, we are not doing a fourth, contrary to what uh, some liars out there would tell you. Um, what's that, Nikki? Four feeds. Mm, Four feeds. Imagine. Uh, I can't even hear you anymore. I think uh, the Discord call got sick. Uh, <laughs> there's Fanbyte FM, where it's uh, kind of a lot of our more experimental stuff. You can listen to things like Good Morning EDZ, and I think that's where... Uh, no? Oh, the Fanbyte Evening News and Morning News and Weekend News is on there. There's a couple of different things. You should just go listen to it. It's very cool. Uh, Fanbyte is obviously the feed that you're probably listening to already, where we have most of our main stuff. And then there's uh, Fanbyte... Uh, no, Fanfight, where we have Sports Middle and uh, Fanfight, the flagship podcast of that program. Nikki, did you guys... You guys just put up another Sports Middle recently, right? Uh, yes, and we have a special episode tomorrow with a Ooh. guest so stay tuned Ooh. awesome definitely go check that out that one's super fun um and you can go to uh podcast at fanbyte.com to uh send us emails if you want to tell us uh i don't know just you know your favorite video game spotify rappers if you just let us know that that'd be great uh and you can uh i don't know I that's, that's probably it. about it, actually. Um, <laughs> I think that's everything. I, I do have one one kind of uh, operational note. If you did Ooh. not get this email in your normal feed, but you saw it on Twitter.com, please DM me or the Fanbyte account. We have switched podcast hosts, and everything should have worked perfectly and without a hitch. Yeah. But if you did not get this episode, please let me know uh, so we can try to troubleshoot that. Awesome. Thank, yeah, thank you very much. Hopefully it'll be a much better process for everybody because yeah. it is a much better feed now uh, than it used to be. But uh, there will probably be some growing pains as we get through here. I'm going to be using it for the first time ever after we wrap this up to try and uh, post this. So hopefully uh, when you guys are hearing this, it is in a timely fashion yeah. and I didn't break anything. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. thanks everybody once again. We'll be back next Tuesday with more, uh, presumably video games, with another 30% of our runtime dedicated to video games, and then the other 70% dedicated to whatever we want. I'm going to go give my cat some water. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Our famous sign-off. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>